Welcome to Judgment. It's Bond season. James Bond season. Be fair warned, we discuss these movies in depth, so spoilers ahead. Now let's have some fun. Enjoy. Welcome to Judgment, the Ultimate Movie Ranking Podcast. Today I'm joined by our co-hosts, Blaine. Hey, Corey. As well as Andrew. Hey, Corey. And it's me, Corey, as they both stated. Uh, Today we're actually going to be talking about Spectre. This is the 24th Bond film from 2015, directed by Sam Mendes, his second venture. Uh, And then also our fourth Daniel Craig movie. And I gotta say, I'm really excited to hear what y'all think about this one, because I don't know where you both land on it, frankly. (laughs) I'm kind of excited to talk about this movie. Super pumped. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Well, I guess then we should just jump right in. Let's go ahead and talk about our thumbs, the the, the, the two things on our hands that we want to give this movie. Uh, Let's go ahead to you, Blaine. If you were to give this a thumb or two thumbs up or down, <laughs> which one would it be? <laughs> well, so, well, so um, probably our initial reactions. Yeah, that'd yeah, be yeah. good. Just our initial thoughts here. <laughs> I actually really enjoyed this movie. I'm going to give it two thumbs up. It's by far the best one we've watched so far. <laughs> um, interested to see how they continue to progress, but... Pretty happy with this one, guys. Pretty happy. Two thumbs up. Uh, what about you, Andrew? What are your thumbs? I'm not worried about initial reactions. I'm not going to use that that terminology. <laughs> you just wipe that clean, huh? Yep. Okay, yep. that's fine. Hey, it's my first All time. Right. Here, so I do what I want. Yep. <laughs> really took the reins there, Corey. Um, well, for me, uh, I got to tell you, I absolutely enjoyed this movie. I'm giving it two big thumbs up. Two big Absolutely thumbs up. Absolutely had two big thumbs up. I had a really good time at this movie. I didn't know we were doing size of thumbs. Oh, well. Well, Corey changed the fucking rules. I thought I could. I oh, didn't know. Okay. <laughs> I know. I'm going to change them every time if that's what it takes. I need a little respect so. here. Um, oh, and boy. audience, look out for all the criticisms Andrew's going to be doing throughout. He's going to, if I say a word wrong, just look out for it and, uh, mm-hmm. and maybe take a shot when he does it. Yeah, well. Got a for real me, Beyonce I, over here. I'm actually going to give it one thumb up because I liked it. It was good, but I'm not in love with this movie and I, and we'll talk about its problems. Really. It's just one big problem for me. I am so excited to find out my seat. Yes. Good tease. In fact, all right. In fact, if this one problem wasn't in there, I would say that it wouldn't affect how I'm going to feel about the next movie. Because I think that problem will persist. We'll see, though. We'll see. I really hope that you had a problem with the sex scene. I hope that was... There is just too much sex in this movie. Um, okay. Oh, well, <laughs> I was just... What, what, what are you talking about the next movie? What next movie are you talking about? Uh, well, the final Daniel Craig the venture. final Craig, okay. Oh, we have two more Craigs, though. Do we? He's talking about the one af- that came after Spectre. Oh, so No Time to Die. Okay. Okay. Is there another? Is there another one coming? I didn't know he was in doing the, a, a sixth one. No, 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 no. He was talking no, no. about in oh, our well. tournament. I yeah. mean the chronological release of the Craig films. 
films. I gotcha. Yeah. Okay, I, we're back I, on track. I now. think I'm. I think I'm smelling what you're stepping in, and I think I'm probably going to agree with you. But we'll see how it fleshes out during our discussion. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of said discussion, let's just jump right in. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, so, all right. This movie opens with the classic Bond camera shot. We were missing that in Casino Royale, but we did get in the very end of the movie. So it's nice to kind of kick things off with that traditional shot. We open in Mexico City, Dia de los Muertos. Actually, what I uh, liked a lot was the long tracking shot that we got following Bond. And uh, I believe her name was Estrella as they walk through the crowd. Um, They see a man dressed in white, even though he's masked, James knows him. And Mm -hmm, they mm -hmm. follow him through the crowd. Uh, Quick change uh, with Estrella and Estrella, sorry, in their room. And one thing I did note was somehow Bond was wearing a skeleton jacket, and then he wasn't. So he knows quick change magic. Yeah, he he switched over to that Tom Ford suit very quickly. Yet another, uh, I'll say, jilted Bond girl where Bond leads her on and then just decides to leave. This is... I feel like this is a very mm-hmm. Daniel Craig feature. Yeah. You know what's funny? Corey? No time for sex. No time for sex, this movie. What's funny, Corey, Blaine and I actually had a conversation about what constitutes a Bond girl earlier. And uh, what would you constitute as a Bond girl in these movies? I would constitute any sexual object of James's. Wow. Anytime he any. object. <laughs> any. I mean, okay. hit, him, hit him hard with the object. <laughs> that is the Bond thing you know he, he objectifies I mean, women i mean are we he, let's not dance around he, it he was kind of flirting with a cat are we counting that yes okay all right we got to put her in there well my thought was is it's any girl in a movie that bond sleeps with or has sex with i just think it's a little bit more i mean the ones that are supposed to be alluring and you know bond bond See, attracted to women for me, my Bond girl is the one that he is engaged in any of the action with in the story. Not so much sex, but mm-hmm. if it can be included, in, in, it can be included. Mm-hmm. But if she's directly involved in action sequences and helping, uh, helping or hindering Bond <laughs> in any way, yeah. Substantially. I mean, she gives she she does give him a key to the room that he needs to get to the. That's why I added the substantially there. part at the end of there because I knew y'all were gonna say something like, "Well, she did help him through the crowd." I mean, she aids she aids in a in a bombing of the block technically, if you think about it. I'm gonna be honest with you. I. This is gonna sound mean, but I kind of forgot about this girl. Um, I knew she was there, but as soon as he walks out that window, I put her. In the past. Another case of Andrew trying to silence women. We get it. You know, go ahead. Well, I think you know me. Andrew saw the suit and was just fixated. I, I that, saw that uh, Tom Ford blue Tom suit. Ford. Oh, really was. God. Mm-hmm. Tom Ford. Tom, Tom Ford does all the suits for Daniel Craig in these movies. And they are, I will say, this one was, seemed a little tight for uh, the kind of action he's about to go for, but okay. Andrew, I I, I'm glad yeah, you're back on the it. suit and the clothing. You know, you know don't, don't lose wow. sight of what makes you happy. Thank you. Thank you. After that misery of Casino Royale, I needed to pick me up. So, 
Well, so next, James uh, spies on the man in the white suit who we find out is named Marco Schiara. And basically, James kind of blunders it. And when he decides to assassinate everyone in that room, he shoots the briefcase and blows up an entire block, which was mm-hmm. uh, pretty, <laughs> pretty odd. Again, yeah. for, a ja- for a fourth outing for Daniel Craig as James, he's still making big old mistakes like that. That's kind of crazy. I mean, blowing up an entire building (laughs) and didn't hinder the parade whatsoever. Just kept going. I mean, it kind of did. When he fell down the building, I mean, that whole block was in disarray. Yeah. Yeah. Daniel Craig enjoys knocking buildings down. Yeah. He enjoys mayhem. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, so he uh, falls down the building he is on. It crumbles beneath him and he takes chase. Uh, against Marco, they eventually find themselves in a helicopter and do quite a few spinnies in said helicopter. <laughs> While spinning, James gets the ring uh, off Marco's finger and kicks him out of the helicopter, hijacks it, and flies off into the sunset. Yeah. So, the helicopter fight was pretty great. Yeah. Not only does James kick that guy off the helicopter, he also kicks the pilot out of the helicopter. He's just throwing bitches out yeah. the helicopter. He's just kicking Fuck you guys. Out. Yeah. Like Oprah. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> yeah. Sure. <laughs> giving, giving, giving things out. Oh, okay. Uh, okay, yeah. Uh, I was trying to follow you up. Let me finish. Did Oprah <laughs> kick someone out of the helicopter? Wow. Yes. <laughs> you, didn't, you didn't hear about that? Stedman. Oh, um, Gail. Gail. Kick Gail right it. out. Yeah. <laughs> you don't hear you, much about Gail, Gail anymore. Uh, well, she got so, kicked out of helicopter. I, <laughs> then, uh, oh yeah, go ahead. I do have to. I do have to say that I believe Mr. Skiara. Uh, it seemed like he was dressed for a different movie than a movie set in 2015. It was a very interesting white suit with the red giant tie. That did make me laugh. Oh, a little yes, bit. he's Italian. He's in Mexico. I guess. Uh, that's well, that what was you that wear, was something that was interesting. Mark? A kind of a flashback to college for Blaine and I, as he was spying on them, I, I kind of go, are they speaking Spanish or Italian? Because if that's Spanish, he's really putting an Italian effort into some Spanish words, which is something that we did in college a lot, and our instructor did not like it. Um, that is true. Man. Good times. That's Good a times. funny story for you two. <laughs> Okay, uh, so well, that moves well, us right we, into. Oh yeah, go ahead. Oh, the the helicopter scene. We got to give it some points because whoever was driving this helicopter, the stunt man, yeah, he was doing like flips and shit in a helicopter, which mm-hmm. it's not something you see every day. So I was pretty impressed by this scene. Not to mention it was really shot in that square in Mexico. So yeah, and this guy was doing straight tricks. Yeah. yeah. Something I will say about this movie is uh, chef's kiss to a lot of these uh, lot action of, sequences. Yeah, awesome yeah. practical mm-hmm. live stunts in this movie that I really, really appreciated. Yeah. But I'm sorry, Corey. Continue. Oh, no, no, please. Um, this brings us right into our opening credits. A theme song by one Sam Smith. And a bunch mm-hmm. of sexy octopus tentacles all over the place. Oh. We see Real some flashbacks sexy. of some old Bond villains in the Daniel Craigiverse, and in a million shards of glass. 
A million shards that's of glass, some guns, that's the lyric. some ladies. Oh, and a, a very shirtless Daniel Craig, just looking mournful. <laughs> it was, I guess that's the way I mean, to put it, yeah. I, decent, I cred- decent credits, I mean, yeah, I mean... I, I don't really know if we should get this, into so... too much. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I really liked it. I I uh, was a big fan of this. And I got to tell you, there is only one Sam Smith song I like, and it's this one. I'm not a huge fan of his. Mm. I I'm, don't know. I will Without, save yeah. my thoughts. Yeah, I'm going to save mine about the well. scores. Okay. Um, Keeping them close to the vest, boys. Yeah, well, I'll give okay. it a... I'll, just, I'll give you my meh for right now, and then we'll... Oh. We'll break it down a little further. Well, let's just say okay. I let's just say I don't agree with either of you. <laughs> and we'll okay. Uh, well, so you are I don't a bundle like I gave of much away with me. <laughs> <but, laughs> so I liked it. Blaine thought it was middle of the road. So I don't know where you're going. <laughs> hey, you, 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 there's you, only you, one you way. Yeah. Well, fair you enough. Fair enough. <laughs> so the next scene we have M and Bond discussing the Mexico City attack, and we see Ray Fiennes as the new M, decidedly not Judy Dench. Uh, took me a second to remember that she did. Yeah, wouldn't uh, have been great if Ray Fiennes made an acting choice to play Judy Dench. <laughs> <laughs> would have been amazing. Bond. He probably would have been okay. He just had on a great That's it. kitty cat wig. and <laughs> Kitty cat kitty wig. Cat That's wig. what they're called. Um... <laughs> Okay, I'll take yeah, your word for it. There we it. go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so but, uh, during yeah. that meeting, Bond is officially grounded for blowing up a city block, as we just discussed. And we get our first meeting to Max Dinbig, I think is how you say his name, but he is otherwise known as C. Um, basically, his role is, uh, I believe he's head of national defense, and he, he is trying to group all of the global national defense together under one banner called the nine eyes without getting into too many spoilery things. He basically wants to destroy mm. the double O program. And he wants clear that he is bonds boss and he's a bit of an asshole. Oh, I'd say so. Uh, that's a pretty good indication. I don't think asshole's not the right word. I think little bitch or yeah. Hunt <clears throat> maybe better. God, well, I, I don't want to give too much. Yeah, oh, I want to say that ahead. last little bit that Blaine said for later. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I was um, going to say, uh, there was a part where I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, me too. Anyway. I probably had the same part. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it's play, he's played but, by uh, Andrew Scott, who I actually really love Andrew Scott. He's great in Fleabag, and he plays Moriarty in Sherlock. He's a very good actor. I, I like, I mean, he he did a little shit very well, you know? A little shit. Yeah. That's he did that one. really well. Yeah. I will say that, God, I... I I love, since we're on this part, I love the gangs all here in this movie. It was drastically missing in Casino Royale. We got our M, we got a money penny, and we got a Q. Very happy about all of that. And uh, M's office is totally different. Mm -hmm. And I haven't seen Skyfall in quite a while. But I know the MI6 building is blown up. But yes. I don't think M is in the C building, so I'm confused about where their offices are now. Yeah, I'm not sure where M's office is, because it doesn't seem like mm-hmm. it's in Whitehall. Is that the name of the other old MI6 building? And it's definitely mm-hmm. not in that new building that they kind of no. drive the boat by. 
Yeah, he's just no. in like he's just in like an old lawyer office right off the road. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's fine. Whatever works. Uh, but again, we, uh, as you said, Andrew, we get to see Money Penny, represented by Naomi Harris, who I think is a great addition. And I did not remember her from Quantum or Skyfall, but I don't really remember those movies. So I, I was excited to see that choice. Uh, right into um, after this scene, we're in James' apartment with the aforementioned Money Penny, and we see the last message from the former M, Judy Dench. Basically telling James, well, not basically, essentially telling James, kill Marco Sciara, make sure he doesn't miss the funeral. Oh. <clears throat> I gotta say, I, and maybe this will come back a little later. Number one, I, uh, you know, uh, we don't see James' uh, living situation very much in these movies, but I, I kind of like his uh, minimalist aesthetic. Very minimalist. Yeah. Some would say Spartan. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, I, I suppose it makes sense for the kind of job you have. Or what are you, you know, you're not going to have too much, I suppose. Yeah. Uh. Still, but I will. Not, still not really carrying that debonair kind of air like other Bonds. And this is a good example of, ugh, you bring a girl back to your place. Scary. He's, oh. not, he, he's not bringing girls back no. to his place. He's he, snuck them in alleys yeah. and cars. Their house. Fresh, fresh off her husband's death. Yes. Yeah. I mean. On their husband. <laughs> in the casket. Ooh, he's doing like a Lannister fuck? Pretty good. Absolutely. Getting him involved. <laughs> Brings the dead body into, yes. the, into the bed. Real, real. <laughs> and I... <laughs> Do you have anything else? No. <laughs> okay. I, I was just going to say. <laughs> yeah, I could have kept going. It would have been, it'd have been terrible. <laughs> I would have let you go as long as you wanted to. But I was just going to say, uh, the M video, well, the Judy Dench's M video was a little strange. I don't know. I just. It, hurried. It was hurried. Well, well, I mean that. And it was just like. In the sense of all of it, it kind of is out of place on why she would make that video. I mean, I think we need to rewatch Skyfall to really yeah. get a better picture of why that video is made, but it, that was out of place for me. It felt strange that that would be part of it. Otherwise, mm. I'm happy with everything else. <laughs> Final cut foreshadowing, maybe. We'll see. Ah, uh, Who knows? Uh, so essentially, uh, Bond makes Money Penny his mole uh, while he is grounded uh, to research the Pale King, uh, a name that was mentioned in the Skiara. Uh, I guess the what would we call that? Spying. <laughs> and also, he looks at some. Uh, <laughs> it's his, his job. Stakeout. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We also <laughs> see his uh, last. Uh, I guess his 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 adoption papers and a burned picture from Skyfall that are a little bit burned, and frankly, we can't see much, but more on that later. A little foreshadowing. I love that somebody actually collected those. Instead <laughs> of just threw them away. Your last effects, these... yeah. <laughs> well, the next thing we get a boat ride with Tanner, the chief of staff, and they are talking a little bit more about the double O program, the Nine Eyes, and we get to see Q for the first time in the movie, and he shows off some goodies. Q played by Ben Wishaw from Paddington fame, uh, which is... Just a, just a great movie, great set of movies. Actually, I don't know if you've seen them. I I have not. Did not know he was in those. Um, he plays the titular Paddington. 
Oh. oh. Fun fact, current affairs. Mm. President Zelensky of Ukraine voices Paddington in the Ukrainian release. Yeah, because he's an actor, too. Holy shit. That's right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I knew he was an actor, but wow, Corey, look at you bringing all the current events into this. Well, that was me. That, that was us playing. Yep, yep. <laughs> I was. That just happened. <laughs> look. <laughs> Andrew, are you okay? This is his look. It's his first time. He's, you know. He's getting a little bit of props, yeah. You got to give well, him credit. that's fair. Okay. Okay. Criticizing but earlier yes. props now for something I didn't do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, look, you got to boost him up. Okay? Yeah. So we are... <laughs> <laughs> at Key Branch in a layer underneath London. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotta love the Q layer. I Gotta love Q's layer. Yeah. I we- I was gonna say what I do like uh well I shouldn't say like, but what I think about is in the entire history of these movies, there's only been two Q's. And <laughs> Ben Wishaw is the new one, which is and I kinda like him. I, I like, like him ben too. In the, yeah. I think he's a good Q. I like this. Uh, I didn't realize the other Q was the only other Q. I did not know that. Oh, yeah. Did it for 75 years. And I got to tell you guys, he looked old in every single movie. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> how he lasted as long as he did. Uh, the Yeah, Desmond Llewellyn was the OG Q. Uh, OG Q. Ooh, that's a lot of letters. And then... <laughs> playing Scrabble? Yeah, what's this shit? Um. Anyway, so yeah, I, I really like New Q. I like the, uh, the nerdy element he brings to it. It's charming, I suppose. Yeah. Well, he's he is he has a very charming look. He's 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 handsome in a nerdy way, and it and it works. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we go right back into tracking James again. This time, instead of a chip in his arm, it's smart blood nanobites, uh, which don't really. <laughs> factor too much into the plot because they're immediately destroyed pretty much uh, a few scenes later uh james yeah gets used to see, very shortly yeah james gets to see a brand new aston martin db10 pretty 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 car mm-hmm. uh only to be told that that is not his car because he's grounded it goes to 009 we don't get to see 009 uh which is kind of a bummer maybe we get to see in the next movie i haven't seen it mm. that was uh yeah that was i kind of liked that that was pretty funny yeah, it's, it's sorry, not, Bond. Not yeah. for you. Uh, but it's not for Here's you. Here's a watch yeah. instead. Yeah, I like well, that. He gives him and a watch a... that says it's got a loud alarm, and it doesn't really pay off until much, 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 much later. Yeah, you oh, know yeah. what? I appreciate the kind of innuendo that this is a bomb. But when we're mm-hmm. dealing with like high stakes gadgets <laughs> and spycraft, yeah, let's just be upfront. Tell me, yeah. oh, wait a second, cute. Does this actually blow up? Does Am I going to try to use this? <laughs> Am I going to try to use this and then nothing happened at some point? It actually has a loud alarm. Oh, I totally agree. Yeah. Let's just let's, yeah. be, let's put our cards Could you be on honest the table about it? here. Yeah. I think he was trying. I mean, I guess the way I read it was is that he's trying to give Bond tools he needs without saying anything in front of Tanner. And her, Bond got what it did, but uh, he didn't really go over how it works. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> you might want to give me a little, maybe a pamphlet. On what this does, Q. But that kind of carries through all Bond movies. He just yeah. inherently knows how to use things. Like Now listen, David. Yeah. Like Roger Moore in <laughs> yeah. uh, Moonraker. He just <laughs> knew how to turn that boat into a hang glider. <laughs> he sure did. He sure the fuck Bond's did. a resourceful cat. Anyways. I, yeah. I mean, I also, also like as, as much as I... I... Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead, Corey. What were you going to say? I was just going to say, since we were talking about Tanner, as much as I love 
uh Roy Kinnear, I think is his name. He is borderline useless in this movie. Uh he was a boat driver. That's Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't do he's just kind That's of in odd. others he's in some other scenes, really is just a body. Yeah. Here's a little spoiler alert for you. He's in I believe everything after Casino Royale and equally useless in all of them. So he is definitely a filler character, I guess, when M isn't there, but has no real use. Yeah. Wow. But I I was going to say, I did like the joke. He uh, hands him the watch and he says, does it do anything? He says, it tells the time. (laughs) I did enjoy that. That made me laugh. It's a a good cue joke. Yes. Well, yes. Despite being told that the car is not for him, James steals it and drives to Rome to attend Marco's funeral, where we see the back of Christoph Waltz's head. A man at this time, we have no idea of who's his identity. I didn't really say that correctly. We don't know who that is at this point. And I, I, I'll just <laughs> save, I'll save the names till we know them, if, that, is that, if that's okay with you guys. Hold on. I, just when you said that, I... Just had the realization that he drove from London to Rome. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing. I just Holy decided shit. to not adjust that. Is that even possible? <laughs> well, you go through the channel, or the you got to get across the English Channel. Yeah, which yeah. they can do. Okay. Uh, but then you got to drive through France. God. And then the gas money alone in that yeah. sports car. That's that's a long ways. That's, Holy that's shit! That's not a short drive. Well yeah. done. We, See, you well, can't well say the done, car Bob. didn't get. The car doesn't last too long in the movie, but in the back back scenes of the movie, it, it's a, it had its. <laughs> it had it seems long. Yeah, it <laughs> seems like it lasted longer than we think. Uh, but yeah. Uh, so he's at the funeral, and I'll wait till the next scene before I talk about this. So go ahead, Corey. Sorry. Well, Bond says some choice things to uh, the widow of Marco. I believe her name is Lucia. It's been, actually, he's just a bit of an asshole talking about how she's a marked woman and right <laughs> at, her, right at her, her husband's funeral. And I kind of think that that was a weird, that was a weird kind of interaction. Well, we go mm-hmm. right to the next scene at the Sciara estate where two men are waiting for Lucia and attempt to shoot her in the back, but not before James kills both of them and walks up to her and, uh, well... Brings her into the it, estate and mushes his face up against her and seduces her in, in, in thirty seconds. I I gotta she puts say up for this the smallest yeah. of fights. <laughs> no, yeah, well, she was she was down to clown, um, for sure. But I just want to say this scene. This is this scene to me was so beautiful. It's hard to believe it was in a James fucking Bond movie when she walks through the house. Uh, knowing she's about to die, uh, and the men kind of creep out of the shadows, and then we arrive at the pool. Bond kills them both, and again, I, I know you might not like it, but he looks fucking incredible in that black Tom Ford with those black gloves. That's that's a solid fucking look for this movie. But yeah, I absolutely love that scene uh, with her. And then, of course, we go back in. He throws the champagne down, and they... Uh, and guess, he throws um, down. Oh, he throws down. They do a little mirror fuck. You know how that goes. Yeah. But yeah. She, she has time to change into negligee, too, because I believe when he unzipped her, there was nothing underneath. And the next Those thing, are... she was wearing negligee. Yeah. 
That's that's a very fair point. Huh. Yeah. Buddy Porks well, he, is the main, he, he is the main thing. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. You know what? And I think he goes about this one kind of classy. Oh, yeah. He gives her a lot of compliments rather than like just mm-hmm. kind of being a dick about it. You know, I appreciate this 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 Bond seduction more than any other I've seen so far. I, I mean, I agree. he has a lot to make up for for being he a does. huge dick to her earlier in the other scene. He <laughs> does. Well, he did save her life to start with. So that's always going to score you some points. Yeah. Arguably, then, yeah. though, he made her a marked woman by killing her husband. So, well, not arguably. She says it. He's yeah, the reason yeah. that she's in danger. Well, and more credit to James. Uh, this lady actually survives. Uh, he, she's uh, gonna call Felix, and he's gonna get her out of there. Yeah, which is great. But I also want to say, I, I thought this actress was stupendous. I thought she did a great job. But Monica really Bellucci. So yeah, I know you might disagree with me, but uh, she is a Bond girl. And she's the oldest Bond girl. She was 50 when she did this, which is uh, five years older than Quint when he did Jaws. So ah. I, I think she uh, looks a lot better than he Nice did. pull, Andrew. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like you just had that oh, ready just, to go. Wow. I know. Listen. Right in the back pocket there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Monica Bellucci, I believe also known for one of the most fucked up movies I've ever seen. Irresistible, I want to say. It's, uh, oh. I won't go into details, but pretty fucked up. I thought you were going to say The Babysitter's Club. Yeah, it's that one. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh... So, oh, boy, they are landing today. <laughs> well, uh, the uh, next meeting goes right into uh, our big... Uh, I guess the the intro into Spectre. Well, we are at the meeting mm-hmm. of the minds, the Spectre meeting, uh, where they basically are discussing the fact that Marcos Gara is dead, uh, and I led to believe he was their top assassin, and they need somebody to assassinate the Pale King, who at the time we still don't under- do don't know his identity. Uh, this is where we get the introduction officially face to face with Christoph Waltz's character Franz Oberhauser. At least that is the name we know he uses currently. Uh, we also get introduced to Dave Bautista's character, Mister Hinks, their new lead top assassin, and he decides to gouge out the eyes of this other guy, Senior Guerra, whatever he was. I guess he wanted to have that title. And old Mr. Hinks has these uh, titanium or silver thumbs that he uses to take care of the eyeballs. And it's, Hell yeah. It's, uh... <laughs> so this, this interaction, first, they're talking, his name's Mr. Hinks. I believe so. I didn't, I, I didn't it know is. that, but that's It ridiculous. is. Yeah. Um, <laughs> H-I-N-X. That's Mr. Hinks to you. Like yeah. short and hijinks? So, I don't know. I'm not sure where that comes from. <laughs> So right here, um, they're basically picking the new assassin to take Skiara's place. And then they go, does anyone want to challenge our nomination? And this is where Batista just walks out of the shadows and slams the guy's head on the table and he gouges his eyes out. Do you, was that the challenge that you think they meant? Or was it like a... Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> how about we vote for Mr. Hinks? Think- he's like, uh, you said... I mean, you said challenge, so, I so just, this is I yeah. Oh, die, honestly, I mean, 
you could have just said, I'll do it. And we would have looked at you and said, yeah, you look more like the type that could handle this. Yeah. 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 Maybe Batista read the room wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if anyone, <laughs> wonder yeah. if anyone said anything to him after. Probably not. Like, what I liked is everybody in that room was just like, Jesus Christ. Fuck. <laughs> Holy we're shit. We're all criminals, but damn. I know we're, yeah. I know we're all terrible people, but no one wanted this. We were going to draw names from a hat. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I did. I, I did. I don't know about you. Oh, sorry. You good. No, I was just going to say, I don't know about you guys, but I did not remember uh, the titanium fingernails. Um, <laughs> that was something new for me. You know what? I also love this scene. First, one of the best introductions to a henchman I can remember. Yeah. Mr. Hinks. Second, our introduction to Christoph Waltz's character. Mm-hmm. Just... Uh, when you compare him, his introduction to that of Lashif, oh, Lashif, you're like, holy shit, this guy's got power. Everyone's mm. like waiting on pins and needles for him to speak. He's got control of everyone. You gotta love, and, yeah, you gotta love a short king. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he is a short king. Um, also, all I could think about, and the note I wrote down is, it has to suck to be this man's assistant. He didn't do a fucking thing. He made his assistant uh, get that microphone that was maybe a centimeter away from his own hand. Yeah. It was, but yeah, like you said, uh, his intro is a hundred times better than the fucking card game we walk into with Lashif. He's yeah. sinister. Like he really, it works. Um, I did audibly yell when Dave Bautista walked in. I was like, "Hey, Drax is back." Just uh, I'm really glad we saw Moonraker first so that I could make that joke just to myself. Ah, oh, look at you. Hugo. Look. Oh, Hugo. <laughs> you you go. can't keep a good Drax down. No. Well, All right. We'll so, have to do the Marvel movies now to make that joke <laughs> make sense. Um. <laughs> so uh, James is immediately called out by, Christoph, or by Franz Oberhauser. It turns, looks at the camera, and knew he was there the whole time, which James... Frankly, should have known. He he didn't really. He wasn't super convincing getting in. They uh, take chase. James uh, is able to fight his way out. Gets in his car, and Hanks chases him in a very fun Jaguar. Go ahead. Sorry. I was yeah. What I was gonna say before that is, you know, uh, we get this really badass introduction of uh, Christoph Waltz's character, and uh, we get this very uh, dark intro to him knowing james is there and then he throws him one of those goddamn christoph waltzian bullshits and he's like i was like god damn it which (laughs) you little fucking weirdo (laughs) even when that pays off later it doesn't pay off it doesn't it's it that felt like an absolute decision he made and no one else yeah (laughs) yeah for sure yeah that was his decision to do that (laughs) so uh they chase through uh, the uh through the streets of, I guess they're still in Rome, and James does some pretty mean things with his car to an old man, and we get hmm. uh, another case of gadget blue balls here with James, where two pretty fun gadgets don't work, or at least one of them isn't what he thought it was. Uh, the the bullets aren't loaded, and the atmosphere is just music, which is an... <laughs> I love that. Is... Yeah, <laughs> I did enjoy all of that to be honest. It's and... a fun cue joke. It it's good. <laughs> no ammunition, which makes sense. She did steal it before they could do anything. Um, 
But also, back to your point, I could not believe Jaguar made this car. <laughs> that uh, Hinks' car. I had to, yeah. that I had is, to look it up. I thought that was an absolute Lamborghini. And then when I saw it was a Jaguar, I was like, huh, well, look at them. It's a, making these fancy-ass cars. Two super fancy cars racing through tiny streets. Uh, they yeah. find themselves on and, like a sewage outlet road, which was the weirdest road I've ever seen. And turns out the flames and parachute work just fine. Sorry, so go ahead. Oh, you're talking like the riverbank yeah. servicing road. Okay, I yeah. got you. I was like, are they killing it? Are they Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? They, yeah, they, <laughs> Splinter was there. I um, guess it was more of a riverbank. And- yeah, it, it looked like a big... How do you, what do you, you, you ever seen those movies where they like race in the big in LA? Yeah, the, whatever, yeah, the, the yeah, like grease line thing. Yeah, the grease race yeah. is what I thought about. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. So they saw Splinter in the sewer, and as we all know, Splinter's famous tagline: uh, "The future is." Female. Oh my gosh, so. I have that shirt actually. <laughs> that's that's the most incredible thing ever. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> my favorite shirt. But uh, it's. It's fantastic, but uh, another podcast. What a, another yeah, more credit to them. Uh, but no, what I was gonna, I had something to say. <laughs> and, oh no! Uh, again, this is just one of those scenes where th- this car chase was done beautifully. I mean, when they are going through the square and the car drifts. I mean, all that was just top five stars on that. That was. Beautiful. I loved all of that. Yeah. And that's all I have to say. Oh, okay. Yep. <laughs> yeah, good stuff. Great stunt driving. Cool yeah. cars. Um, like Corey said, James busts the flame on Drax. Mr. Hinks' <laughs> car catches it on fire and mm-hmm. then immediately drives his car into the yeah. river. Yeah. And I... Not before. Oh, uh-oh. Yeah. Eject seating out yep. of the roof. He sure does. And then parachuting down. And a, in yeah, which, a great Bond moment when he detaches the parachute and walks off. Solid Bond moment. Smooth as fuck. Loved it. Loved, Loved it. that so much. He got Bond points, Bond factor points on that one for me. Absolutely. You have to. Yeah. And before, you know, before we get too off base, I just want to say that, uh, Blaine, I know you brought this up earlier, but. God, I love Dave Batista in this. I really thought he was so good. So good. Yeah. Especially after the last two pieces of nonsense, as far as henchmen go in the last two movies. Except so for, much better. Except for yes. one moment that we will discuss later, and I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Um, I will okay. say this. <laughs> Do you think James literally thought the car could fly? Because the toggle just says fly. Or did you think he knew it would I, be an ejector seat? Did it say fly? I think, I, it said, I think it said fly. And I think he was like, maybe thinking, oh, maybe this car oh. turns into a plane. <laughs> well, I blame Q for that. That's just ridiculous. <laughs> That's a terrible description of what just happened. Well, you already knew he has bad descriptors <laughs> based on. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> I don't remember what I thought it said. I thought it said airborne, but again, I could be thinking about a rollerblade. Or maybe it says air. Maybe it says air, um, not fly. I, I thought it said air. Like I was like, when I first saw it, I was like, he's going to go underwater and have air oh. come into, it's going to be a submarine. Mm. The spy, steady the spy who loved air. me. I was like, oh, okay. that's fun. Maybe it's, yeah, I think it's an air. <laughs> yeah. But either way, I was like, does he know what's about to happen? That's a, that's a, I don't think he did. Yeah, no. 
Because he didn't know what atmosphere nope. was. <laughs> and you know what's funny? I know we're <laughs> talking about 009 here, but I believe, uh, and this is a little spoiler, we get to have a 009 in uh, Octopussy. Octopussy. That's something to look forward to. Um, is 009 and 006 the only other double agents we meet? No. no, no it's 001 through oh, well, 009. I can't wait to see them. Well, uh, so we next Don't. see a uh, <laughs> we next see a, an old news report showing, I think his name is pronounced Hannes, but could just be Hans and Franz Oberhauser dead <laughs> from Avalanche, father and son. Uh, I didn't know that was their first name. <laughs> I, I paused so I could look it up. Uh, Hans and Franz, huh? Basically, right. I think it's Hans. Um, that's that's cute. <laughs> I think it could be a, could be a little secret. <laughs> Uh, the next scene is uh, in Tokyo, where C is trying to convince uh, and unite all of the all of the global security services under one global power. Uh, but there's a holdout, in South Africa, uh, and isn't it all? Yeah, and M is <laughs> M is a little bit seems to be a little bit happy about that. We we kind of see that M is not is start is is really not a, not a, not on board with this plan. Um, then uh. Basically, Q has to lie for Bond because M suspects that he is behind uh, what's been going on. And Q lies and says that he's in Chelsea, where he's actually in Austria tracking Mr. White, who we found out was, in fact, the Pale King. Mm-hmm. So, then, oh, go ahead. Now, yeah. No, I was going to say you, too. You, I tried to tell you last time Mr. White's not dead, but you didn't want to fucking believe me. Show's back up in this movie, fellas. <laughs> He's got a big role. He's got kind of a sort of big role. You know, this whole interconnectedness is something I'm going to talk about later. Mm-hmm. But I just wanted to tee it up a little bit. Not Please do. Not Mr. White. Yeah. So I'll talk about it later. <laughs> oh, well. The tee up was him saying. Okay, the tee up was that you are going to talk about it. Okay. Well, we we find ourselves. We find ourselves next in Austria in Mr. White's moldy old house, a, a huge downgrade from the pretty swanky house he had in Casino Royale. And he is dying of thallium poisoning after betraying Oberhauser. I had to look up what thallium is, so. Because I did not know what he was saying at first. I was, he said, I found thallium in my cell phone, and I've only got two weeks. I was like, Jesus Christ, what the fuck is that? It kills. So, yeah. It's a killer. Silent killer. Yeah, it'll, it'll kill you dead. I mm-hmm. love that they yep. knew the job was done, yet they still needed someone to go and assassinate him. <laughs> so you, you already poisoned him. <laughs> yeah. He's gonna die. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. We want him dead now. <laughs> you didn't want to wait any longer. Put thallium on a bullet. <laughs> Just in case. Administer it orally. Well, he did the autopsy, and he's dying of poisoning after his death. It's interesting. <laughs> He's being this guy has so much thallium in him. Poisoning. <laughs> uh, now, look, I know I'm a weirdo and I love seclusion, but did anyone else find uh, Mr. White's little house out in the middle of nowhere a little bit comforting? You always love these isolated you, things. You're I, I do. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to sound like a moron here. Okay. But <laughs> my yes, notes, I say Austria. Talk with random guy in the cabin. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that was Mr. White. Oh God, <laughs> he does look like a bag of shit. He looks sick. I mean, 
<laughs> he does not look like he did in the last movie we saw, that's for sure. I did not know it was him. I said random guy. God, know. this movie must have took a turn when you watched this scene. Well, it did not. Like, it's just some unknown piece of shit pawn uh, that's going to progress the story. Just I didn't saw even... him last week. I didn't question it. Well, they didn't look. They don't look the same. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yes, I just wanted to, to... The way you watched this movie from that point on had to be interesting. No, it wasn't. It didn't make it, it didn't make a difference at all. Okay. If okay. I had known that that was Mr. White. Uh, I don't know why. It didn't, though. I was all in. I just thought this was another one of... Uh, like, who is this fucking guy? Another, another uh, Spectre minion. And and he's, he's, correct me if I'm wrong, briefly in Quantum, but not at all in Skyfall, right? Uh, I might not be the right one to ask about that. I haven't seen Quantum since the movie. You literally theater minutes ago were going on about being the expert of how Mr. White's alive. Figured you would know everything. Uh, hold, please. <laughs> hold. Before, before we get all judgy over here, Beyonce. Ah, this is Judgment um, After All. <laughs> Ultimate Movie Podcast oh. Pod. You know what, Corey? Ultimate I... Movie <laughs> Ultimate Podcast. Podcast. Stop, stop, you know I, I can't even deny it. You're right. You may continue judging. Continue on. I mean, that's what we do here, right? <laughs> yep. Yes. Yes. So I will. I will say this. Uh, Bond pulls out a gun, and Blaine is that a PP7? Is it that? Is that? Is that an old school PP7? It sure it the hell looks is. Looks like the Walther. That is mm-hmm. the classic Bond side. So piece. that was a cool thing. I don't know if that's popped up yet in the Daniel Craigiverse, but I was like, hey, look at that. Uh, and he gives it, it certainly was not in a casino. No, no, not at all. But he gives it to Mr. White as a show of trust. I want to say that he's not going to kill him. And he just wants information about, uh, Oberhauser and he wants to know what he knows. And Mr. White's daughter is now in the mix. And before Mr. White takes his life, he mentions L'American and a name of a clinic. And then he takes his life. I will say when Bond is questioning Mr. White here and he's saying, who are you protecting your wife? And it's like, no, your son. No. Oh, you have a daughter. <laughs> you can just tell those eyes lit up just a little bit when Bond heard about a daughter. I'm going it's to also very... pork that daughter. <laughs> <laughs> it also felt very um, Mustafa from... Austin Powers. Never mind. Oh, he's like, damn. Three questions. Will Ferrell's character. Three yeah. questions. Yes. He's like, wife? No. Son? No. Daughter? Aha! Uh-huh. You gave it all away. That's got to be based on someone in Bond. It must be. But I mean, unless Will Ferrell just created that kind of thing. I'm trying to think who. I totally forgot that Will Ferrell part just till just now. <laughs> I was trying to think who that could be based on, but it does not come to mind. But it's funny you mention Austin Powers because I have a thought that also relates to Austin Powers later in this movie. So, I do as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad. glad. One. Yeah, I'm glad. <laughs> well, all right. Well, so, uh, Mister Mister White. Uh, God, I was gonna do a joke, but I'm not even gonna go there. So, oh, wow. Are you gonna <laughs> yeah. say Mister White turns into Mister Red? <laughs> Because nope. of the blood? <laughs> nope, nope. Uh, I just want to clarify, my joke was a lot better than that, but I'm not going to say it. <laughs> wow, it's better, and yet you're keeping yeah. it from us. Hmm, okay. I oh, this it. is an off-mic joke. Off-mic joke. <laughs> uh, well, uh, let's... Um, 
we'll save it for off mic then, I guess. Mm-hmm. Well, so after that, Bond leaps through his personal effects and finds a picture of a young girl and a young Mr. White and heads to the clinic that, uh, well, not before actually we uh, come back to M&C uh, in the new Department of Defense building and um, C is officially convinced South Africa to be on board and lets everyone know that Nine Eyes is going live in 24 hours or something like that. I can't remember. Well, it's going live soon. Not just yet. Uh, M is, uh, you know, half-heartedly telling him he's sorry that South Africa did not vote his way. And oh, right. I'm C ahead of goes, myself. well, they'll come on. Yeah. C's basically like, they'll come along eventually. Um, so, yes. yes. <laughs> I am indeed ahead of myself. A little foreshadowing. But that yeah. does happen later, yes. Uh, we see that Hinks is hot on the trail, and now we are in the clinic, and we first meet Dr. Madeline Swan, played by Leia Sidhu, who is Mr. White's daughter. Mm-hmm. And this is a wild health clinic, I gotta say. you, The fact that it has its own airport landing strip really kind of blew me away a little bit that was pretty wild rich cats yeah rich cats going here just for a health clinic okay sure <laughs> um it's still cool as shit though i love that yeah. building uh well bond is a bit of a ass again to her their first impression's not amazing um he admits to killing mr white or at least being not killing him but kind of being responsible for his death uh, and she refuses to help him, obviously. Uh, just find out her father's dead. Mm-hmm. Q meets him at the bar where he orders a drink that is the classic shaken, not stirred. Uh, but they don't serve alcohol. So another kind of little nod to, mm-hmm. oh, we're almost Bond. Yeah. I do like we get a shaken, not stirred in this. That's pretty nice. And um, essentially, Q tries <laughs> to tell him, but uh, Bond convinces him to help him out again. Yep. Yeah, I mean we get uh we get a Q visit. Not, you know, they're few and far between. But Q uh took time, flew out here to meet with Bond. I I again, I like their interaction. I like them together. Yeah. Well, uh <laughs> I thought you had more to say. I was pausing for you. No, no, no. Blaine Blaine just looked at me like, Are you done? <laughs> <laughs> I thought there was more to come as well. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to throw you off. I'm, <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Q comes up to the health bar, orders James a digestive enzyme drink. He gives it, the guy gives it to him, and I love this line. I loved it. James says, why don't you go pour that down the toilet and let's cut out the middleman. It's a great line. I was like. That's so great. That's fun. That's a Way funny go, joke. James. And then he sees a lady getting kidnapped right after that. Yep. Yeah. 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 As we said earlier, Hinks was hot on the trail. Well, he caught up to him pretty quick. And in the same scene, Hinks is kidnapped Swan and James takes chase. Meanwhile, Q tests the ring that Bond took from Skiara on a cable car and gets caught immediately. But through some trickery escapes. Meanwhile, Bond finds an airplane so fast. Uh, while, while taking chase, <laughs> I mean, he was on foot and then he was in a plane. Yeah. So first, I gotta give props, more props to Hinks. Mm-hmm. Getting shit done. Yeah. In a big he's way. always there. He's on top of things. Yeah. And then they get in the cars and immediately start driving. But like Corey says, 
half a second later, James is in an airplane. Mm-hmm. Why did he choose an airplane to chase these people? That's not very practical. It, I don't think. It well, ultimately no, was effective. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yep. And, and yes. Yeah. Uh, don't get me wrong. It works out. Way, yeah, he, it proved to be but effective. It seems harder to steal a plane than it would be another vehicle. But well, that's also, you got to take off. You got to well, you got to taxi to the runway. You got to take off. You got to figure out how to get from your airplane down to the cars. Hope so that's the right things, car. Yeah, so many things yeah. had to go perfectly <laughs> for them goes, to catch up like that. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But that all being said, it was fucking awesome. It's cool. Yeah, yeah. with all that, it was a great time. I will say that this was the part, one of the parts where I had to go back because. Even now, I watched this scene twice, and I cannot tell you what the fuck Q's computer program is running on that ring. Because it's pulling up DNA and I everything. I that as well. Yeah. I was like, How did you pull three sets of DNA off Pulled of up one all room? the profiles of the previous villains from the ring. Yeah. I, did, I couldn't understand how that was happening. And I guess they wanted to distract you with some imminent danger for Q, so you wouldn't ask those questions, but... I was like, I, I don't know how you place well, this. They also wanted a part where they could, again, work in the interconnectedness of all the villains. Yeah. Which is something I have a problem with. Yeah, well, they keep, they yeah, keep coming back have... to it, yeah. They did it in the, the title sequence, and then yep. with the ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, the DNA off the ring was... Did he ever wipe it? Was <laughs> it ever cleaned? I mean, keep in mind, this is from Skiara, so... Did all these people just touch this while Skiara had it? I don't. I. My, I'm confused. My guess is that it's not a genetic thing. It's like a actual code, or actually, you know, technology in the ring, not that has files on it. That was my was my guess. Holy shit! Mm. That's an incredible ring, then. That's pretty it's wild. It makes more sense than uh, have, somehow having all those DNAs on there to me, at least. I mean, yeah. It yeah, does. yeah. That would make a whole lot more sense. Um, I did kind of want Q to have some kind of a hero moment, though. No. Like maybe he had a little gadget on him that could do something, but uh, he just runs through the crowd. I mean, just kinda... Which, again, I, I'm okay with. I didn't want anything to happen to Q, but I kind of wanted a little... Uh, like an R2-D2 shocker that comes out of nowhere. He's, pre- he's mm. precious. You know what I mean? He's precious in our sight. Let's yeah. not... Let's you do not, not touch... Do. Don't you touch this child! What? Are you saying he's going real Gollum with the ring? <laughs> yep. <laughs> I just... Precious. Ah, yes. Thank you. Thank you. Gollum. Gollum. He said Gollum. Yes, Gollum. Well, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I was thinking more... Uh, Based on the push, based on the book pushed by Sapphire. Ah, Agreed. Agreed. Yes. Mm -hmm. So Bond does some absolute lunatic shit in that plane and destroys it, (laughs) and somehow is somehow is able to turn it without the wings being being completely detached. Almost is able to turn it and fly it through a barn into uh, Hinks's car. Hinks flies through the windshield and is presumed dead by James. Never a good idea. Don't presume. And he rescues no, 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 no. he rescues Swan. They have a little bit of a tete a tete, and but he convinces her to come with her. That is a way to put it. Um, I also loved the uh, hand fucking cannon that Hinks had in this uh, two barrels. Jesus Christ, <laughs> that gun was huge. You know what? You're gonna freak out about this. Oh, so okay. Hinks's gun 
has two barrels. Mm-hmm. It's like a double-barreled Desert Eagle-looking thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Christoph Waltz's character from the Green Hornet has a double-barreled Desert I Eagle. I remember that gun, actually. He was obsessed as with that his, gun. As his, he was as his main Holy weapon. Holy shit. I do want to uh, throw this out there. I did not see that movie, but that's pretty wild. I mean, you yes. can skip it. It's fine. It's not very good. It's missable. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it felt that way. I don't, it's never come back in uh, any kind of conversation I've ever had. However, but also, for the Green movies, it's still better than Green Lantern. It beats it. So, But that doesn't take much. What about the Green Mile? No, Green. What about Green Book? Green Mile's good. Green Book. Uh, I don't know. Some, it absolutely. <laughs> some things are. I think things most things beat Green, Green Book. Book. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Uh, yeah, Green Book has some problems. It's troubling. That's for sure. It's a troubling movie. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Yep, that's all the green I can think of right now. <laughs> yeah, that's about Maybe all I got. There's a Green um, Room with Patrick Stewart. I never saw it though. Oh yeah, that was actually a good horror movie. Oh, a thriller, I would say. That was actually pretty good. Patrick Stewart plays a redneck neo-Nazi. So just put that in your back pocket and think about yeah. it for a while. Green Inferno, was that one it, too? I think that's a horror movie. Goddamn, that was a horror movie. Well, wow. a lot of greens. Not so, bad. So, the Green Room? Oh, we just <laughs> said that. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> uh, have, Sorry, oh, Corey. Yeah, the Green Mile, did we talk about Green Mile? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? Oh, fuck. <laughs> I got so excited. I remember uh, oh, that. Oh, the green room. The green room. Remember that one? <laughs> green River by CCR? Yeah. Um, so, we... Uh... No, no. Uh, I'm sorry. Just one last <laughs> oh, yeah, thing before ahead. you keep... <laughs> the Green Lantern. Yeah, the Green... <laughs> Good Did you job, talk Corey. about that? <laughs> I was so excited to say the Green Room, too. I thought I really did something there. Green Room. God. The green room? No, uh, uh green beans. Do y'all like this? <laughs> Fuck, that's funny. Mm. Um <laughs> no, I was gonna say there no joke, when I was watching this and you they pan back to Hinks being on the hood of the car and you kind of see his hand move a little bit. Yeah. There was a little part of me that wished that his gloves didn't have thumbs on it. It was just his little thumb with the uh, mm. <laughs> claw that was hanging out. The silver tip. Yeah. That's all I had, but uh, I was hoping, but it didn't happen yeah, that way. That, well, those... This movie had a little more class than that. <laughs> those thumbs do, well, they do come into play a little bit later, but not really. Uh, so we are trans. If only they were green. Yeah, man. <laughs> Sorry. Um, a green thumb, if you will. <laughs> Ooh, wow. Okay. No. <laughs> so we uh, are next in Q's hotel room where we officially see all of the previous villains of James cataloged as part of Spectre, a name that is given to us by Swan officially. And attached, or sorry, not attached, but on the screen next to us, we see that Cape Town, South Africa has been bombed, I believe. Was it a bomb? Something, there was an attack in Cape Town. Uh, as you remember, the previous holdout. Uh, in the Nine Eyes program. We find out that Lamerican is not a person, but in fact a hotel in Tangier, and that's where we head mm. off to next. My problem with that is that how come James couldn't just open up his phone and look that up? 
I don't know. Like, I feel like if he, maybe they could have, he's got people helping him. He couldn't say, hey, what's Lamarican? Is that a person? And then they would have immediately seen, no, it's a really, really old hotel in Tangier. <laughs> yeah, Q just pulled the life history of 17 different bad guys from a ring. From a ring, yeah. To figure out what a Lamarican was. <laughs> yeah, it didn't seem. Good point, Corey. Yeah. That's strong hole there. I guess the. I By guess the way, though, um, it wouldn't have been super helpful if Swan wasn't there to know what room to go to. So maybe that's important. That's fair. Yep. Good point. Good point. James would have just been punching out walls all the way through the place. So, but uh, since we're at this part and we finally know this group is called Spectre, uh, did any either one of you look up uh, what Spectre stands for? Oh no. Oh, it's a. Uh, it's not good. Uh, I'm guessing this is from uh, Ian Fleming's creation, Ian but Fleming. it stands. Ian Fleming. Uh, it stands for Special Executive for Counterintelligence, Terrorism, Revenge, and Extortion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My favorite part is revenge. Revenge, <laughs> which I guess for this movie it works, but that's what it always meant, right? Back in the yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's canon, as they would say. <laughs> that's canon. Wow, all right. Revenge. <laughs> it's it. It made me laugh when I read it. Uh, but yes, they're at the American. Yeah, and James busts up the hotel room looking for any sort of clues. Gives up, gets drunk, uh, and Swan is one hundred percent not into his. He's doing some minor flirtations. Uh, but she mm-hmm. she rebuffs him, and he wakes up in the middle of the night to see a rat lead him to the secret room, which he punches a hole in the wall and finds his way inside. Uh, inside, he finds a bunch of criminal shit, some maps and pictures of Mr. White's family, as well as a Vesper Lind interrogation tape that he casually just tosses Ugh. down. Um, and, Thank God. And while he's there on a super old computer, they find their next location, which is uh, a... Crater in the middle of nowhere. Again, hammering home the interconnectedness of the films. I am very glad that we spent maybe one second on Vesper in that moment because I was like, oh, Jesus. Oh, but she comes back. I have to see. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. In in a portion. Mm -hmm. Also, does anybody know what uh, wall drink James found there? If it's a Tangier kind of thing, I was thinking maybe some sort of. Uh, licorice liquor, maybe a perno or pastiche, maybe. I don't know. I would have gone with gin. <laughs> I mean, I I figure if anyone would know, it would be Corey. So it's not labeled, sadly, not labeled at all. It, you know, it's not, it's not, but I don't know how quick I'd be to drink just anything I found in a wall in Tangier, especially from a guy who was poisoned. Yeah, oh, good. fair point, fair point to you. Yeah, <laughs> mm. but you know. But yeah, say love I'm the most I got out of the scene was, I'm glad we're not spending a whole lot of time on Vesper right now. Yes, agreed. Mm-hmm. Well, now we get back to where I uh, previously was talking that South Africa is officially on board, and C closes the deal, and also kind of, uh, sort of kicks M, uh, down a peg, and tells him that he's you know going to dismantle the double O program. And that M is obsolete, essentially. And M tells him, uh-huh, not just yet. You just wait. 
Mm-hmm, am, mm-hmm. am, I believe, at this point, fully suspicious of C's behavior and that he is nefarious. Maybe he did already, but this is, you can really see it in his eyes at this point. Yeah, yeah. So uh, then we are on a train. Yeah, another Daniel Craig train adventure. Uh, I, I gotta tell you, these Bond movies, they make train travel look about a thousand times more elegant than they ever have been. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've never been on a, a, a European train, uh-huh. but I have ridden Amtrak here in the States. Yes, you have. <laughs> <laughs> From Biloxi, Mississippi uh-huh. to uh, And it's the Atlanta. worst. It is actually it's the worst Hattiesburg, Hattiesburg of travel. Mississippi. Hattiesburg, Mississippi. Ugh. It took, what, like 14 15 hours? hours? <laughs> <Yeah>. you, <laughs> tremendous, oh tremendous form of travel. Six and a half hour trip and turned the... into 14 hours. Yeah, pretty, pretty amazing <laughs> stuff. And, and the rooms had uh, full-size beds and full bathrooms. Oh, no. No, we had two chairs. Two chairs. <laughs> no room. What are you talking about, rooms? Dining cart. That's about it. <laughs> yeah, this train, uh, they put on formal attire. Had a full bar kitchen, the whole nine yards. It looks lovely. It, I, I, I would definitely go on one of those trains. Yeah, I'd go to that fun. train. But yes, mm-hmm. we're in the train scene. They're eating dinner. I wrote, boring. Yeah, during that part, it was, <laughs> and then it, <laughs> and then it and becomes then it not boring. Off. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> they very have, quickly um, not boring. They totally redeem themselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they have a kind of weird gun training scene where she proves that she's perhaps killed a man before. Uh, then they have mm-hmm. a, uh, a kind of a weird impromptu dining cart date. Didn't seem like that. That kind of came out of nowhere. And here comes Hinks rolling in. I'm I'm guessing, and they never did really establish it that he must be tracking him with the smart blood, right? Because how on earth? Or no, yeah, he doesn't have the does, he doesn't have the ring anymore, does he? No, he would have given it to Q. Q Q has yeah, it. Yeah, Q has it. Mm. But yeah, I guess the smart blood because M later tells. Right, I think it's right after this scene. Actually, tells Q. him to shut it down or yeah. something. Shut down the smart. Or C must be so get rid of the files. Using, it. using C, yeah. and then so you're kind of getting the how C's involved too. Yeah, um, but yes, I mean, and I don't think we've jumped into smart blood enough. Uh, I mean, it gives your vitals and everything. Not a bad invention. Which brings me to vaccines, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> which brings me to vaccines. <laughs> Now, it seems and like Bill he's Gates is a t- actually anti. <laughs> <laughs> They're tracking us. They told us in this movie. They're going to be tracking shill. us. You fucking sheep. <laughs> uh, so, but, uh, speaking, yeah, yeah, speaking of sheep. Yeah. Speaking of sheep. Uh-huh. Batista beats the fuck out yeah. of James Bond here like, in this train. I got to tell you, when he comes into, you know, we see him approach. Y'all, he kicks that table so fucking hard that I was worried about that stunt woman. It looked like she got pummeled by that fucking table. I love this scene so much because he's just pushing James Bond around. Beating the shit out of him. Like how a giant dude would probably beat up. A a man the size of Daniel Craig? Yeah. Yeah, just throw him through things. Yeah. And for anybody who's interested, you got to go back and watch... How that table slams into that stunt woman. <laughs> I'm going to have to go back and watch that alone. Truly yeah, incredible. I'm actually curious. Yeah. <laughs> I have to check that out. I've missed that it's part. It's pretty wild. 
Uh, uh, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, yeah, I love, I love this fight. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Knockdown, drag out. James literally is almost killed, and Swan comes in, saves the day, and shoots Hinks. And James is able to rig some barrels to Hinks's belt, and he is swept off the train, probably underneath the tracks. But again, we don't actually see him die, so the whole movie I'm kind of going, oh, he might still be alive Jaws style. I'm not sure. What if they did a 30-minute scene of him bobbing (laughs) those barrels out in the distance? Oh, he's still there. Oh, damn Uh, it. I will say that when he is just about swept away, the the only time he speaks, I believe, is ADR. Because... I- it is not his voice, I know that. Because <laughs> it is, it is a him. weird Italian accent. Uh, what does he say? Oh, shit. And I was just like, man, yeah. that fucking, that kind of ruined a little bit for me. It made him more, that little bit of silly right at the end, because they had to use ADR. You know, I, yeah, and it was at this scene that I kind of realized, oh, yeah, he hasn't said anything this what would you? Movie. What would you have preferred he say at that just moment? Just his voice. It was obviously not his voice. <laughs> Oh bother! <laughs> yeah. like he's got kind of a he's got a gravelly voice. He's always had a gravelly voice. It would have been fine. He didn't have to. He, he doesn't even have to have an accent. Why does? Why, like why would that be necessary? He's. What if he would have done like a Christoph Waltz? <laughs> so that that part was a bummer for me. Like whenever I catch those things, like ugh. They couldn't. He couldn't just had him like say it a few times until it sounded okay. I don't know. Well, it, well, it made me also think it was like, I, I mean, obviously this guy is a villain. He has the perfect body type, uh, everything for it. But it did make me wonder if he actually ever had any lines. And when he started to read the lines, they were like, we might want to make this guy. Uh, <laughs> silent the whole movie <laughs> he's not great at this i don't think so because he's not a terrible actor but i think this they wasn't... were going the strong yeah i mean that wasn't his first movie either he'd already been in movies at this point speaking well, roles well, I... I don't know okay well i didn't we got know a rick and batista hater over here <laughs> oh my god i didn't realize this is the fucking fan club excuse me i, I, I actually like I, I'm, like I'm a fan i like dave batista i think he's <laughs> I think he was great in Blade Runner. Yeah, so, so fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Dick he even pronounced his name <laughs> correctly, apparently. Um, so, <laughs> I'm trying to remember where we are. Okay, so they get dropped off. They get dropped off on the, uh, in the middle of nowhere at this weird ramshackle building. And well, after they, after they fuck. Oh, right. the oh yeah, let's thing. not forget. <laughs> they, what, are the, what do we they do next? Fuck. We have sex. Yeah. We've yeah. And you hear a little bit of the Sam Smith in the background. You do. Uh, there was I some always, Sam Smith in the score. Oh, yeah, I yeah. like that. Oh, the I love the that about, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> certainly is. And not only do they have sex, but apparently fall in love. Hey, <laughs> fall in love, always. He's a big... Does he fall in love with the two girls in Skyfall and Quantum? Because he sure does. God, I don't these, know if they're... The two movies we've seen so far. Oh, well... I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, I don't know if there is a quote-unquote Bond girl in Skyfall, mm. unless you count M. Ah. And then, yes, he is in love with him. Yeah, he is in love with him. I don't think there is a... We'll have to watch it again, but... No. I, I hadn't seen it since the movie theater, so... Well, he does shoot that one in the head. 
in Skyfall? Right? Uh, God, I don't know. I don't remember. I have no idea. One of them. I, I'm going to be honest with you. I can tell you how that movie ends. I cannot tell you anything else from it. But some girl gets shot in the head. I know that. Well, you know, she had it coming. So, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, James women. falls in love. Yeah, women. Yeah. And uh, they go to, they're let off at, uh, I think a hut is the appropriate name for where they're, where they're at. Yeah, that's a train stop. And yeah. to, to, to them, they're stuck there. They don't really have any means of going anywhere. And all of a sudden, a Rolls Royce Silver Wraith drives up and takes them to the, the compound, the compound in the crater. And um, we we actually will uh, get our our first view of kind of the scope of what Franz Oberhauser's role in the movie is. Up till now, we've only just seen a little bit of him. So finally, we get to see a little bit more. Mm-hmm. They get taken to some room, their individual rooms with little pictures from before. We get to see the picture that was burnt up of now James with Franz Hans and Franz. Also, Swan has the same picture <laughs> of her and her dad. And then we go to the meteorite room with Oberhauser. And, you know, uh, give uh, Christoph Waltz's character credit. This is not a bad villain lair in the middle of a crater. Yeah. It's pretty with, decent. With the meteorite? That, that made, that made the yeah. crater. Pretty cool. That's pretty baller. I mean, it has its own dome, <laughs> this meteorite. So, yeah. Not too bad. Uh, well, basically, he lays it on uh, a little thin. He he kind of slowly uh, shows his full plan. He's a little playful in the beginning. And they walk through a big intel room and essentially show the dissolvement of the double O program as M sort of says his farewells to his staff. And also mm-hmm. confirms that C is indeed involved uh, in his own way. He also brags about killing all of James's women, and mm-hmm. also shows Mister Watts or Mister White's suicide to really emphasize that James is not a great guy. Sort of, it's not really James's fault. It's well, I had two notes about this whole scene. Uh, number one, I thought the set they had here was great. I thought Christoph Waltz was actually pretty good in this scene, pretty villainous in this scene. But, and I'm gonna, this is going to come into my final vote, but this overly emotional moment James has about this is odd. Like, he, like, freaked out because he didn't want Swan to see her father kill himself. It just seemed really out of place. <laughs> didn't, it was an over... I don't know, reaction to what was going on? It felt weird to me. Well, what do you think he was reacting to? That he gave the gun, that he's kind of responsible, or that she, he just didn't want her to see her dad's death? I think he just didn't want her to see. Which what is... an asshole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. It just... Is this the time to... I, I don't know. It just felt... It was like, bigger fish to cry here, James. Um <laughs> I mean, it's, if he was very love worried about her, this, it doesn't paint him in a great light because he kind of, when he slides the gun over, he knows what's going to happen with that gun. And then right after he kills himself, James just kind of starts rifling through his pocket. So it's not a great look for James either. Yeah. Uh, she's, but she's pretty aware of what, uh, what James is doing. I mean, come on. 
But I will say, <clears throat> back to Christoph Waltz before he gets on a tangent again. He was, uh, <clears throat> when he says, I was the author of All Your Pain, he does deliver that very well. I, I really line. like that. It's a good line. Yeah. It's a great line, and I loved when everything kind of shut down and everybody stood up. It was pretty creepy. And again, powerful guy. Yeah. Powerful guy. <clears throat> it it really it 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 makes the next scene important because you're cause now we really want to know what their connection is, why he hates James so much. Um, and I gotta say, that's kind of goes right into my problems. So the next scene. <laughs> yeah. Next scene, James is hooked up to a probing machine. Uh, Swan is not. She's just free to watch, uh, not even tied up or anything. And Franz is behind a computer, and he starts to talk about his background, starts to talk about his origin story. Essentially, mm-hmm. James's parents, we know, uh, were killed, and he is adopted into Franz's family. and. Franz's father, Hans, gives James a bit, a bit more, uh, a bit too much attention and doesn't give Franz enough. And that's enough to make him so jealous that he fakes his own death and kills his father. And, <laughs> and starts an yeah, evil I was going to say. Hell-bent <laughs> World destruction. <laughs> yeah. So much anger, so much resentment just from a jilted son. I mean, good God. I mean, daddy issues all around. Just so much. Big time. Yeah. But yeah, that's such a silly premise to start Spectre. <laughs> and then... It all leads back to James Bond. And then yeah. somehow manipulating all these underling characters that we've seen in the past to all have the goal of killing James Bond. I mean, I, I wouldn't say that... The way it came off to me, this was just me, is that James kept interjecting into, quote-unquote, Spectre people. I don't know if their main goal was to ruin his life. It just happened to be a consequence of what was going on. But when you say, I'm the author of all your pain, it sounds like you're doing things deliberately. You don't accidentally Agreed. author a book. <clears throat> um, no, no. Uh Again, and it's something I have a problem with. Again, oh no, no, the interconnectedness. Yeah, but yeah, I agree with you there for sure. But I think you and I were going to have the same uh, Austin Powers reference here. Because, well, Corey, go ahead and release the surprise. Release the surprise. Who the, him? The Kraken. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, who who is Franz Oberhausen? Well, before he completely reveals. Or I guess simultaneously, I do want to mention that his form of torture is using a very, very tiny drill to drill into James's teeth, his molars. And I just kept thinking there's a there's a friend of ours who had a had always wanted to snip people's teeth when he got angry, and this really was like, oh. you know, I bet he might enjoy this torture. <laughs> We we that's might a, want to edit that out. I don't know if we want anybody to know we have a, a friend like that. That's a strange characterization of what that statement was. But <laughs> yeah, they wanted to snip one person's teeth, and that's as vague as I'm going to take it. Anyway, I I I thought of that person, and I was like, I hope they did too. And um, so why? Um, I was going to say I I thought about uh, the dentist and marathon. First of all, 
I don't like fucking drills going into teeth. That is, to me, the most torture you can ever get. And it made me think of that scene from the Marathon Man when the Nazi dentist was drilling into Dustin Hoffman. That was still haunts me to this day. So yeah, I don't, I don't like fucking drills. I don't like fucking drills and teeth. It's a tough scene. That's but That's yeah. right after that, uh, I believe James calls him Franz, and this is where he says, "Franz died. I killed him." The man before you is Ernst Stavro Blofeld. Uh, and we reveal, mm-hmm. at the same time as he says this, an image of a cat. And we get the classic pairing of the cat and the villain, our classic Blofeld. The villain that persists mm-hmm. throughout all of James Bond. Yeah. Uh, a reveal that I did remember, but I, but I didn't know at the time when I first saw the movie. And I was like, ah, okay. Okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Blofeld's back. Blofeld Inspector. Yeah. So, um, well, we'll talk about, I guess, that whole origin later uh, in more detail uh, when it comes to the villain area. But James mm-hmm. finally activates his watch bomb and uses the help of Swan to throw it over to Blofeld, and they blow up the room, go out guns blazing, and then blow up the entire compound. What was this compound made of? Gas. Apparently gas pipes. <laughs> um, a, <laughs> exclusively made of gas. Whatever they filled the uh, Hindenburg with, this yeah. facility. They, this is the same hydrogen. thing. Yes. Because yeah. um, he shot one thing outside, relatively far distance away from the main facility, yeah. mm-hmm. and the whole bitch exploded. Yeah. Well, The whole fucking thing. That's where James starts to display some extremely expert marksmanship. And he does it again later, but like the the guys up by the helipad, he seemingly two hundred yards away. He shoots him with an assault rifle. I mean, it's just it's he it's does, a little I mean, he, it's a little miraculous. He does knock these cats out for sure in quick order. Uh, I will say that stunt where he does shoot that one pipe, it felt really close to Daniel Craig. I gotta say that that looked pretty wild, where it just blew up right in front of him like that. Yeah. Well, the scene is capped by them escaping in the in the helicopter that uh, was on that aforementioned helipad. And in the background, we see two SUVs also escaping the ruined uh, compound. And one slight fact about this movie that I found. Uh, when that whole facility blew up, that holds the Guinness World Record for biggest explosion in a movie ever. Wow. It was big. Yeah. It was big. And, of course, when I was doing my research on it, uh, Michael Bay said that he doesn't believe it. I didn't read the article, but that's fucking Michael Bay. He doesn't believe in the explosion or that it's the biggest one of all time? He doesn't believe it's the biggest one of all time. Okay. And I didn't read, like I said, didn't read the article, but I can almost guarantee he said one of his movies were. Ah. So. uh, Didn't y'all see when I bombed Uh Alcatraz? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess you never saw The Rock <laughs> or any of my Transformer movies uh. and my very entertaining Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle reboot. Uh, Keep going. I I'm trying to think. <laughs> Pearl Harbor. Pearl Did you ever Harbor. see that? <laughs> uh, uh, I watched something hey. the other day and it was director. I was like, I, gosh, that makes so much sense now. It was horrible. Didn't he do Pain and Gain? That movie's ridiculous. <laughs> 
fuck if I know. <laughs> it seems like up his alley. Yeah. Well, we come to the basically the penultimate scene. They are back in London. And they are at the Hildebrand safe house. M.Q. Tanner uh, arrive and meet Swan and Bond. And they hatch a plan to stop C and also stop the Nine Eyes program from launching. Yeah. They sure do. I'm just making sure. The gang, the gang got back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, uh, again, I, I uh, love a Bond movie when all of our characters work together like all of our mains like everybody's involved in this final scene and i yep. i really enjoyed that a lot yeah well they yeah head off to their destination and of course swan opts to leave james because she doesn't want to be a part of his world anymore dumb because obviously that's going to bite her in the ass which it does mm. yeah and of course this james bond is real butthurt about it but he goes on with the mission yeah yeah <laughs> they kidnap her quick yeah Oh, yeah. The timeline is a little odd. Because he has, just to get ahead, he has so much time to kidnap her, attach all the bombs, and set up a fun little playroom for Bond to explore. (laughs) Well, (laughs) he's very extra about (laughs) what he does. He loves a setup. He really does. (laughs) I'm going to go, okay. We'll get to it. (laughs) Yeah. But I will say, all the... (laughs) All the uh, uh, explosives were there before. Blue Not fell. the ones tied to her. That's a fair point. In that they elaborate weren't. spider setup. Yep. You're right. But that all was the other not. Ones were. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. So, not to get too far ahead, but obviously they head to their uh, individual destinations. Bond gets caught immediately, but M escapes and heads off to catch C at the other building, the defense building, while Bond goes to Whitehall to find Blofeld. I figure it might be simpler. Let's just talk about one scene at a time. So let's do the okay. M and C scene. So M finds C, accuses him, and the scene itself looks a lot like that first scene from Casino Royale. And I think that was very intentional. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially down to the part where C goes to shoot him and oh, the gun's empty. Almost oh, Doing that again. Yeah, very similar, I think intentionally so. And Corey, I think you and I had the same thought when this scene happened. So let's hold it. When Okay, we'll hold it. Because I think I know where you want to take that thought. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So when we hold what are we holding it for? It's a quote. <laughs> Can we still It's a quote that he's it's something that M says. Oh the right? I know what C stands for. Well, yeah. Let's just go, Will. Well you can't leave one person out. I don't know what the hell you're talking you about. Did. Obviously you found out immediately. <laughs> I did, but I didn't know. I just thought it'd be more. Fun. What are we allowed to talk about? But yeah, can we talk about that? Because it happens right then. What are we holding it? Because we're trying oh, not to about... say quotes because we might want to have the quote reveals later. Oh, uh, okay. It's trying, oh. trying to do that. Well, I mean, well, I didn't think it was that great. So I guess it didn't register. And if it if it helps, I didn't use this for my quote either. But. Uh, I thought it, I wish he would have said C stands for cunt. Well, that's what that's we what that's what saying. we all wanted him. Yeah, I don't know why we were waiting. But what are we doing? Because that was my fine. That was my quote. Fine. Oh, it's fine. Well, you didn't have to tell us. Well, now now you know. Anyway, well, the quote wasn't good. If you wanted to change it, yeah, I'm, I'm I sorry. wanted it to be. I'm sorry, I'm, I ruined everything. I just 
I, I was I was you out of loop. Ruin I didn't know. I didn't know. What was going I don't. On. I honestly think nothing's been ruined. No, I just think nothing that. has been. I ruined. just really wish she said, "I think I know what C stands for." Cunt. I really wanted that to happen, <laughs> yeah. but he said careless, and I was like, "Oh, that's a letdown." Yeah, yeah. Real so missed I, opportunity there. Really was. <laughs> yeah. I think that's why I like it because there was a subtext that kind of still was there. Anyway, well. C struggles against M as uh, M tries to take him to custody and falls to his death. A few stories, and that scene basically is capped. We back to Bond and Blofeld. Bond walks through mm-hmm. again a little playroom, each uh, a, a room a room <laughs> of cells, each with a different picture of either Bond villains or Bond girls. Really, I think just Vesper, <laughs> all to elicit a response of guilt i guess from james not to mention the scavenger hunt uh arrows we had that was also part of yep. it <laughs> james is like you know spray painted onto the wall it's a lot of little fun things that blofeld did so I, extra he was just running around laughing to himself oh, you doing know these it. things <laughs> <laughs> he is going to hate he's this so <laughs> extra and then he's just standing in the middle of that room yeah how long had he been there? Oh, yeah. And, I want to know. And we forgot, oh, hours. We forgot to mention that in the previous scene, he does talk about how he was James's mockingbird or something, and that's why he says cuckoo. Again, it doesn't really pay off. Oh, yeah. No, no, you're right. That was the uh, the the drill scene. He said, you know what happens to a cuckoo? And I, did, I, I don't remember, but all I heard was cuckoo, and I was like, this guy is such a fucking dweeb. Um. He's a huge dweeb. Uh, oh, yeah. So James again he sees he sees Blofeld shoots him but he's between bulletproof glass and Blofeld has a little has a little more fun says something like I've really run you through the ringer haven't I and essentially tells him <laughs> that he can either escape or find Swan in the building uh, and save her life but there is a little bit of subtext that oh she might not actually be in the building so you might just be searching for her and die inside the building it's a whole thing. And James yeah. decides to run through the building looking for Swan while Blofeld escapes through helicopter and then just kind of floats above the the river and watches everything elapse. James finds yeah. Swan We're- in a ruined room right on the top floor with perfect. I mean, I feel like they could have seen him find her and they escape uh, by jumping onto a net that that reminded me how did he know that was there <laughs> you got <laughs> me frankly <laughs> i thought it would have been if that's that's just how they both died <laughs> I mean, up and jumped. or even better he used her to test and see if anything was down there <laughs> her down and just waited to hear something her ass. can you imagine though if they had taken like some bits from the Moonraker opening sequence and snuck them into this movie's opening sequence and there was a circus circus fumigation going. There was like a little circus nod (laughs) because they fall down like circus performers and you know fall in the net and find them find their way onto a boat while 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 is officially demolished behind them. Mm Mm-hmm. Well on that boat they basically chase a helicopter and Bond first shoots from his I don't know what the first gun is, it's a bigger gun. Can't shoot the helicopter. Pulls out his PP7 and miraculously shoots the exact right spot, a little engine port, and takes the helicopter. To He's help. better with the sights on the PP7. <laughs> That's a tough shot. Yeah, That's from a moving a boat, miraculous to shoot shot. a moving helicopter yeah. with a tiny pistol. Not not only that, a boat. He's also driving himself. He's doing a lot of things here. 
a lot of things. Impressive. Well, the helicopter yeah. does indeed crash on top of the bridge. Everyone inside dies except for Blofeld, of course. Blofeld crawls out and basically kind of tries to make Bond finish him. He tells him to kill him, kill him, entices him to do it. But Bond says, I'm all out of bullets and spares him. Not Dumb. Dumb decision. <laughs> he lets him take him in. He turns and embraces Swan. And they basically escape off together in the classic Aston Martin DB5. And that's how the film ends. Yes, yes. Yet again, Bond, within a f- course of a few days, throws away his job, his whole life, for another woman. Very interesting. Yeah. We don't necessarily know that he throws it away for her. Well, is she in the next movie? Okay. I will. I'll never tell. Well, mm-hmm. well have you Have you seen the next movie? <laughs> No, I haven't. Oh. I have. Okay, so there must be some element of life throwing. Hey, I don't know. I don't I don't remember. Well wait sounds a minute. Like, <laughs> sounds like you remember. <laughs> Spoiler. Okay, yeah, that's yeah, it. That's the that's, movie. That's the Good movie, stuff. folks. Pretty fantastic. Yeah, pretty fun ending. Again, I think we all agree that it's a it's a good movie. An improvement on the Casino Royale. Even though I again yep. I think I gave Casino Royale two thumbs up and this one one thumb up because I'm taking Bond out of the equation and something I still really enjoy about Casino Royale. I don't know. Hard to explain. Okay. Um, okay. I mean, we're all entitled to our opinions. Corey, I just want to say that was a great overview. Um, I did make some notes of some things you missed, though, so I'm going to go over those now. Go ahead. Um. <laughs> you piece of shit. <laughs> so uh, with that, we're going to take a quick break before we head into our awards and rankings. And so let's hit into that break. And now I think it may be time for some awards. So let's talk about it. Best death. I'm going to start with Blaine. Blaine, what's the best death? Clearly, the best death is when Batista, Mr. Hinks, comes out, (laughs) slams that guy's head into the table, and then gouges his eyes out. (laughs) Best entrance of a henchman I can remember. That I can think of. I'll I'll have to remember that. Maybe we can do uh, a golden gavel at the end of best henchman intros okay we could do that but this one was was phenomenal that would be a good yeah it like, was a pretty solid i intro like that idea. i like yeah. that idea best best henchman intros or just um, best andrew henchman. yeah that probably be better but yeah the eye gouge death with the silver tip thumbnails in a situation that probably didn't call for it <laughs> yeah. was phenomenal but it was it worked <laughs> i got it. they were gonna have a debate and he was like yeah, <laughs> let's skip the semantics. Let's just do it. I again, this had to be the wildest meeting any of these people went to because right after that, James Bond throws a man off the fucking uh, galley onto the table. So it was an interesting night for everyone. Yeah, go home to their wives and husbands. You should have seen. You should have seen this. Meeting. You should have seen this. Normally we just talk. And by the way, 
if anything ever happens to me, they're going to kill you. So <laughs> just, just so you know. All right. So, uh, yeah, so Andrew, what you got? So my death, uh, I actually put down when Dave, uh, Mr. Hinks gets, uh, yanked off the train. I loved that. That was pretty fun. I kind of want him to say, oh, bother now instead of, oh, shit. Oh, bother. <laughs> oh, oh, bother. <laughs> well, honestly, the eye gouge death and the Hinks death were my number one and number two. So I do have a third one. Just It's it's just because I talked about it briefly, and it's very minor. But the guy that James shoots on the helipad, he kills everybody kind of with ease. And then you're like, there's no way he's going to kill that guy. And then shooting that guy, I was just like, golly, okay. He sure as hell does. Okay. Got him. All right, so. son of a bitch. (laughs) Better believe it. (laughs) Our next award is, of course, best line. Blam, we come back to you for best line. I like when he's at the widow's house. He just Mm -hmm. kills those two bad guys. And he's talking with the widow. And she's like, we only have like five minutes or something. I can't remember exactly what she said. He said, mm-hmm. "Perfect time for drinks." <laughs> I did said like something that. smooth like that. She basically she said, "Uh, you only saved me five minutes," and he said, "Perfect time for drinks." Yes, that. I was like, mm-hmm. "That's smooth as fuck." Uh, well done, Mister Bond. God damn, I love that scene so much. It, I didn't really I just love I, that. I didn't realize you would like that scene so much, but it's your favorite. I, I think it's your favorite scene. Was, I was I I barely it didn't really register with me. <laughs> I I'll, guess I missed some things. I like I said I was talking with Blaine before this. Uh there were a few things I went back to just watch again for certain reasons. I watched that scene twice. I was like, God damn, Sam Mindy's really did a good job of this scene. Oh, uh, anyway. Excellent. Time for a drink is what he said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's mine. It's a good one. It's a good line. Andrew? Yeah. Uh, mine actually comes from Mr. White when he said, uh, you're like a kite dancing in a hurricane, Mr. Bond. Yeah. I love that line. Beautiful imagery. Yes. Right before imagery. he takes his life. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, sure so we come to it. Obviously, we, uh, mm. we touched on this You didn't this say earlier. your best line, did you? <laughs> yes. This well, is what we're coming doing to. doing his right now. Oh, shit. Never mind. I'm moving on. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> obviously... Uh, We've already mentioned that I, I, in fact, maybe said that my line was when M tells C says, now we know what C stands for. The reason I like this line is that I wish it was stopped right there. If it stopped right there, it would have been the best line because the subtext Mm -hmm. says cunt. Because when James first, first meets Max, he immediately calls him C and we're led to believe Oh, James is being a little cheeky, but everyone else starts to call mm-hmm. him C as well. And I kind of was like, well, maybe C means something else. And I looked it up and C is actually the head of MI6 in real life is his distinction. So I was like, okay, so maybe, oh. maybe C actually means something like chief or captain or something. Okay. So this worked for me because I was, because, because like, finally someone's saying what I'm thinking, but then he says careless and it kind of flubs the line. But yeah. I like it only for the first part, and it really stuck with me. <laughs> Interesting. I yeah. Like I, I, it was a real, they really let the air out of the balloon when he says careless. I was like, oh. But a lot of people don't appreciate the word cunt. 
But it's yeah. a very British thing. I mean, they say it. I mean, that's mm-hmm. definitely I'm far a, more prolific. I'm a and... fan. I'm a fan. I'm <laughs> not, not saying I'm not. Yeah. But a lot some of people. Some people aren't. Yeah. It might have hit some people like, oh. Yeah. But they should have. They should have rolled the dice. Yeah. I think they should have rolled the dice. Yeah. So, yeah. I, but I still like it. Because I'm reading, I'm reading the subtext. Subtext. I'm reading the subtext. Oh, and not I, the subtext. And I think M still meant. He said careless, but he meant. This, he meant kind of. We know what he meant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We know. All right. So, now let's talk about our third and final award. The final cut award. This made the final cut. What? Thank you. Andrew, Thank you. I'm going to come to you on, on, on this first round. So I got to go all the way back to the beginning on this because I just find it such a weird thing that uh, Judy Dench would make a tape, send it to James to kill this man and go to his funeral, especially the way I remember Skyfall playing out right before that tape is supposed to be made. So... It's just a little, it, that was weird to me. I didn't think it needed to be there. It, it was more of a, remember Judy Dench, than a plot point to me, but that's just me. I can't believe that made the final cut. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. I get, I, and when you mentioned earlier, I was like, that's definitely going to be his final cut award. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I will do mine next. And it is Blofeld's origin story. All, yeah. To me, if they changed one thing, it could have been way more effective. But as it stands, it makes him so much less sinister. So much less sinister, just as like a jealous son. If they had made it that James accidentally was responsible for his father's death, so much better. Because that's actually mm. revenge that makes sense. Like, I'm avenging my father that you killed, even if you did meant to do it or not. One small change, and they could have done mm-hmm. it. It would have been just one, like, literally could have just been a different part of dialogue. The, all that led up to it didn't have to change. Ugh, it just, I don't know. It really yeah. kind of ruined blow or, for me. Yeah, or even if they had no connection whatsoever, and James happened to come into Blofeld's life during Casino Royale era and fuck up something he was doing and then just kept being there to fuck things up for Blofeld that Blofeld developed this, uh, you know, uh, what I'm looking for. Hatred, disdain, hatred. There we go. Disdain for this man. And that's why he's doing all this stuff now, which is how like the, the other movies are. He doesn't have a history with bond outside of bond disrupting his operation. They don't have a childhood history. This is new. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, I think this is what I was going to talk about that Blaine and I might share a thought on was the weird similarities this has to the movie Goldmember and the fact that Austin Powers and Dr. Evil were somehow related in that movie. Brothers. Brothers. And I don't know. It just felt a little too close to that for me. Oh, gosh. And that Mm -hmm. that would have been after Goldmember. Goldmember was like in the early Oh, for sure. Yeah. 2003. Yeah. I also hated. Also, what are the odds that your adopted brother is one of the most (laughs) successful spies in the world and you end up being one of the most successful villains in the world? (laughs) Yeah. What is this? One Mm -hmm. Tree Hill? What's going on? (laughs) 
what is this it chapter two has like why is everyone so successful i but anyways yeah mine is kind of along the same lines as george Corey, and it, mine isn't just one thing it's more of a general approach that the film took and i guess it, it tied it kind of bleeds into the other ones setting this up is the interconnectedness that they forced upon us. Mm-hmm. What's wrong with a one-off villain? I don't, it's, yeah. it's like after the MCU that there's been this big push to make these broad linking movies, but I think it's more effective when you just have one villain because it ultimately takes away from the previous movies. Like yeah. everything that the guy did in Skyfall, he seemed like he was very mad at M. Yeah, <laughs> but this really didn't. It, his thing didn't seem like it was at all connected with Blofeld. Yeah. Right, but what Blofeld said was, mm-hmm. "This was all my doing." So you, so what you're telling me is you made Javier Bardem mad at him because you knew ultimately James would get hurt in some way. <laughs> yeah, like how connected are you? Like I just, I would have just preferred it just be like, bam. I'm a badass, not let's make it connected and then ram that down our throats, especially for the rest of the movie. Well, it starts in the opening sequence. The, yeah. The, the yeah. credits, he shows flashbacks, yeah. brings it up multiple times and then puts their pictures in the cells. Like we get it. I yeah. get it, man. Yeah. You were the puppet master here, but I just felt they went too 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 much with the interconnected play so that's my how to make the final cut i know mm-hmm. that's a, a more of a broad sweep but no no i i didn't like it i i actually agree with a lot of that this i i don't know if it's them if it's the producers wanting to make sure they're cashing in on what happened in casino royale and what happened in skyfall since that was their two biggest movies ever that they keep wanting to bring up these points from those movies, and it's like, we can move on. Is that why they left the bad guy out of Quantum? That's what I was going to say. <laughs> like, they didn't hang that up. That movie wasn't very good. Don't, we, I wasn't in charge of Everybody's that. picture his, was hanging up but his. No, his, his, his was. Like, was. Wasn't his? <laughs> was it? Dominique Green, I don't, and they mention him, it, Quantum. They say Quantum. They mention him, they mention him but they don't hang up his picture <laughs> at the end of the was movie. Like, <laughs> I wasn't involved with that one. <laughs> Or we don't have to remember that. As yeah. Matter of fact, yeah, let's yeah, forget we don't about want it. To remember that? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah. So that's mine. I think mm-hmm. we, I think we agree with you on that one too. Yeah. All right. So let's go ahead and and let's talk about the Bond factor. Did this improve upon our ratings of of Daniel Craig's Bond from Casino Royale, or do we think he's less of a Bond? What do we think? Uh, Blaine, I'm gonna come to you. He's absolutely more of a Bond in this one. He's, there's a lot of moments where you see his kind of cocksureness. Um, so I gave it a 74, uh, which is, I think it's a significant jump from what I gave him in uh, Casino Royale. Um, he has the one little emotional outburst, like you mentioned, Andrew. Yeah. Um, but for the rest of it, he, he's pretty smooth um, and pretty headstrong. So, 74, I think we're moving in the right direction. Yeah. Andrew? All right. All right. Well, (laughs) my score is a little different. Um, I uh, gave him, in this movie, a 90. Wow. 
Yeah, I gave him a 90 for his bond factor. Now, for me, it was he had all the charisma, all the charm. Uh, the reason I didn't give him any higher was because I felt there were those certain scenes where that emotional bond popped out, and it's like, I, you know, it just doesn't feel like what we want from a bond. So, for me, I thought otherwise... Great job, Daniel Craig. Damn good job. So I gave him a 90 for it. Wow. You got an A from me. Unexpected yeah. score from Andrew. That's, I, yeah, that's... I'm closer to Blaine. It's funny you said charm. I felt like he still doesn't have a whole lot of charm. No. Like, I, almost no I jokes. Like, and, and here's the thing. I am basing my Bond factor on a Pierce Brosnan Bond and a little bit, a little bit Timothy Dalton... Really, I mean, a little bit of everyone, but kind of mainly Pierce Brosnan. And there's that charm. There's that, yeah. like, likability, uh, easygoingness almost sometimes that, that Daniel Craig just does not have. Uh, nonchalance. So a nonchalance yeah. is perfect, yeah. He's cold and ruthless, definitely. And he gets mm -hmm. the job done a lot more. He makes a lot less errors in this one, to, to say the least. Uh, so I gave him a 70, which is an improvement on my last score, but, you know, still not top echelon. Yeah, I, I agree. He still comes off too much as an asshole. Mm, yeah. Um, like Corey said, likability, that's something that I hadn't really thought of. But um, when he's talking to Swan at first, asshole. Usually mm -hmm. when he's talking to the widow at first, asshole. asshole. Yeah. He, he's not a good first impression kind of guy. No, not good at I it. I think the other Bonds are. Oh, yeah. They and, turn it on. Well, maybe not Connery, but... A good bit of them when they first are, yeah. Yeah, so that's why mine wasn't as high as yours, but yeah, I can get where you're. I get where you're going. Yeah, He's definitely moving towards moving up. What I yeah, yeah towards what I would like to see in my Bond movie. Yeah, for me it was more like you know when he's in the car and he has those comedic moments with the music and pushing the old guy out of the way, or you know the the more openness and friendliness he is with Q, that kind of stuff, you know, I thought ran more toward what I'm looking for in a bond while still trying to remember that this isn't going to be anybody else's type of bond movie that it is set in 2015. So, but you know, but is he nice to Q or just super manipulative? Cause he's just only making Q do things that Q doesn't want to do the whole time. I, I think it's a little both. I think it's a little both, but and, I think and money that penny. exists. Yeah, I think that exists, though, in context in other Bond movies. But, you know, we, we have different opinions. That's yeah, okay. I think, yeah. Yeah. yeah, definitely. What I can definitively say, best Bond factor scores all around. Yeah, yes, <laughs> for agreed. sure. Yeah. All right, let's talk about action sequences. Blaine, I'll come back to you for this one. What do you think, action-wise? I'm going to go ahead. I'm, I gave it an 80. So I, again, with all the Craig ones, the choreography and the action sequences, the big set pieces are all amazing. Um, mm -hmm. The only thing I had with this one was I detracted points for the airplane chase. <laughs> just, detracted. Just, I detracted from it because I was like, that's absolutely nonsensical. It's, yeah. Yeah. But it was cool. So the execution standpoint, I gave it points. 
just from decision making and absurdity, I detracted a little bit, not much, but I know there's room. I know there's room to improve, so I couldn't give it that A yet, but we're getting close. I mean, could you argue that... Go ahead, sorry. uh, No, I was just going to say, there's some real absurdity that's going to come up in the rest of these movies. (laughs) I was going to say that. I was like, you could argue (laughs) that the action absurdity is a a trend in Bond and almost expected. So it's... No, I I agree, but not when... um, I don't know. For whatever reason, it's how you feel. The airplane bothered me somehow. Okay, I enjoyed it, but like I said, I'm I'm thinking (laughs) that this just didn't it didn't reach that that upper echelon for me. That A that they're looking for that above ninety score. Okay, all right, eighty. Also, the car chase. Left a little more to be desired, I'll say that. Oh, uh, I can see that. I yeah. can see that. Yeah. All right. Hey, what you gave 80. it a B. There you go. Yeah, that's hot. Not bad. 80. Not bad. All right, Andrew, you go next. Okay. Well, I'm starting to fear my numbers right now because I gave it a 92. <laughs> Uh, I, I wouldn't fear that. That's only <laughs> that's only 12 points spread. True. True that. Yeah. So I gave it a 92. Uh, I mean, from that first opening sequence, like I said, I love the car chase. I did. I kind of liked the airplane stuff. Um, I mean, I liked it too. Yeah. <laughs> but I knew that there's better stuff. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so yeah, I liked the airplane. I liked that insane explosion. I liked all the action that was happening with MI6. Uh, I thought it. I thought it went above, uh, you know, Casino Royale for sure, uh, in a lot of terms. So I, I thought this deserved a, an A for me. Oh, oh. I'm sorry. Huh. That's why I gave it the score I did. Was the finale? Oh, okay. That's what it was. It that was kind of a letdown. Yeah. Ah. Okay. As far as what we were building up to. Um, but when you said that, it reminded me of that, okay. <laughs> that okay. the ending was, was lackluster for me as far as action. Um, but I'm sorry. Continue. No, nope. That, I mean, that, that was it for, I thought the, you know, I, I didn't feel wanting, you know, the, like you said, the fight scenes, God damn, that fight scene with Dave Batista. I loved so much. That, that was, was great. great. Yeah. Definitely knocks it up for sure. Yeah. So for me, I said it went, uh, I gave Casino Royale a 90. So I said this went a bit above that. So I gave it a 92. Awesome. You gave Casino Royale a 90? I, now I'm thinking about it. I don't know if I did. Wow. No, I did. I gave Casino Royale a 90. High score. Yeah. Well, yeah. I am actually kind of in the same uh, range as Blaine. I gave it an 81. I liked the okay. set pieces. Like the, the creator compound set piece was great. Great explosion. Great fight with Batista. Uh, but it really is that car scene. It was almost like the cars were too nice and they were trying to be a little too too soft. Yeah, we, didn't want, we didn't want to wreck them or something. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, yeah you don't want to do that. And also, <laughs> yeah, re- the final shot, or well, the boat just shooting the helicopter just was a little bit. I was like, I was expecting it a was little a, bit more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Such a letdown. So, okay. But All 81 right. still a good score. Still a good score. 
Still a good score. All right, so let's get into it. Gadgets. I'm going to start this one. It was a hotly debated, okay. hotly debated good, last good, good, time. Good. So, all right. <laughs> let's just preface: last time I gave Casino Royale a pity score. I'm sort of giving this one a pity score too, and it's got to be a little mm. higher. Uh, I'm giving it a 45 because at least there were more gadgets, pretty cool car gadgets with the fire. The that you can actually see the bullet, uh, you know, gun coming out of the of the rear end of the car, so it's functional at least. Uh, the watch yeah. bomb. Yep. There's still not the smart blood nanotech. There's still not a whole lot, but definitely some actual Q branch e- equipment this time. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm just glad there were gadgets. For God's sake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Blaine. I, yeah. I gave it a fifty. Which is far superior to the ten I gave Casino Royale. I'd say, <laughs> yeah, just like Corey said, you have a you have a car with gadgets. You have the nano blood. Um, you have the watch. And anytime Bond actually uses the gadget in an effective way, I'm going to give it some points. Mm-hmm, he used okay. the watch to escape Blofeld at the compound. So yeah, not a lot of gadgets, but used effectively what he had. Mm-hmm. So fifty. All right. Okay, so to me, I guess, uh, so I actually, uh, just given what we know, uh, I gave it an 80. I gave it a, a B. And wow. the reason wow. I did so is, yeah, I know, I know. Uh, I liked the car. Even though it wasn't given to James Bond, it still was a nice gadgetry. We have our smart blood. We have our watch, which again, like you said, Blaine, I always give... A little more credence to gadgets that play into the plot. So, the watch was used very effectively. Scarred Blofeld for life. Pretty sure killed that cat. <laughs> oh, I don't think the cat made it. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, and we get a Q branch with all the things Q's working on. So for me, it was not uh, all it could be. But I thought it went uh, above where we were. Definitely went above where we were. Yeah. We were at uh, basically <laughs> uh, non-existent. Yeah, zero. As far as the nano blood, I didn't give that many points. Because I was like, this is just the tracker they used in Casino Royale yeah. with yeah. a little bit of extra feature. He can't take this one out. <laughs> but they did almost the same scene. where They put his arm out, mm-hmm. injected him. Yeah. I know he can't take it out, but they sure did shut it down. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, the- <laughs> yep. I don't know but. if my score is low, but at the end of the day, there weren't still weren't very many gadgets in this movie. We could, I mean, you can you can at least there's still pretty minimal gadgetry. Minimal gadgetry, but interesting. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. So now next? let's talk about the song and opening titles. This time I'm going to throw to you, Andrew, because I do think that you of the three of us uh, might have a high score. <laughs> <laughs> Based on the trend. (laughs) Based on what's been going on. Let me first, before I say the number, I want to tell you why I gave it this number. But let me tell you why. But let me just tell you why. First of all, I got to tell you, when I first heard this song, it came after Skyfall by Adele. And I thought Skyfall was one of the if not the best bond song ever so when i first heard writing on the wall uh i didn't like it that much 
But I love it in the context of this. It is definitely on my Bond playlist, un- unlike the last two songs we listened to. Uh, so I give the song a lot of cred. I think it's really good. Uh, the title sequence. I thought they did a really good job on it. It has all the elements I'm looking for. It has your Bond. It has a theme. It plays into the movie plot. Uh, a lot of the scenes you see match up with the words being said by the song. And then finally, the song really plays into uh, the score as well. So all of those elements, and it checks a lot of boxes for me really well. And like I was telling Blaine earlier that I went back and watched this opening sequence like two or three times just to make sure I was being fair with my score. And the number I came up with, I felt based on my criteria was very fair. And that number is 98. Jesus. (laughs) Oh my God. That's the highest score we've seen yet. Maybe the highest score we're going to see for a while. It may be so, but I felt like everything I want from a Bond song and opening theme was represented in this. I mean, I even love the CGI octopus. I loved when the hands entered the table and that uh, Blofeld had the octopus arms behind him. I loved all of it. I thought this is almost as perfect as you can get, so I gave it a 98. Well, goddamn. Goddamn. <laughs> I don't uh, agree. So, okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Since, since, um, you, since my- you don't agree, let's go next to you, Blaine. Yeah. Uh, well, it's hard to say I just don't agree when we have different approaches to what we're doing. But <laughs> yeah. My score, and that's okay. My score doesn't agree. I gave mm-hmm. it a 65. Okay. I don't... I, Sam Smith does way too much falsetto in this song. He's it's very falsetto. I don't like it. It's too much. If he would have (laughs) eased back up off of it, it would have been good. But he he does it too much. And then with the graphics, I when I think of these opening sequences, I always think silhouettes and um no concrete imagery. It's all kind of abstract, shadowy. This was like in your face 3D style graphics, which I felt was a big departure from what I'm looking for in these scenes. So I took points away. Okay. Which is so the song, what what you got? I was gonna say I just want you to remember that when we start touching on these Brosnan ones too. (laughs) We will. I will remember that. Okay. Yep. I will remember that. Just remember that was a, Um, a deduction, I guess. So the Casino Royale one was in line with what I think of as a Bond opening. Okay. This one with the fat octopus's arms slapping down on the, the floor and then like seeing James Bond actually there, like with his skin and his eyeballs and everything mm-hmm. in the flesh. Yeah. I don't know. Something about it. What I'm looking for, that didn't have it. And the false, it's really the falsetto. The graphics were pretty cool, oh. but it's mostly the song that brought this down. I, I was going to say the two points I took off from being perfect was the song. Cause uh, this is the only Sam Smith song I like. And matter of fact, I don't know if I could tell you one off the top of my head. So 
I'm with you on that. I All think right. falsetto is a little much for me. 65. Mm-hmm. Corey, where you at? You in the middle? Where you at? I'm actually right there with you. So, but I like the sequence. I it's not my favorite sequence, but I do like it. Uh, and not necessarily because it it breaks up the trend a little. I just I kind of liked it. The octopus thing was neat. Um, mm-hmm. Now that you talked about all of the interconnectedness, I kind of don't like that they showed oh, yes. all the villains. The uh, but otherwise, I did like Great. it. I mean, I, I like it's a bunch of different colors. It's not like monochrome. So the sequence mm-hmm. itself, I do like the song. Now I don't like it, and it's not just Sam Smith. However, I, I, it's not his fault that I'm kind of fatigued on Sam Smith's voice. Just kind of sick of hearing it. I, I can't explain why. A lot of his songs kind of became real one note for me. And yeah, he's he really leans into that falsetto. And so instead, when we have these really cool Bond songs, they kind of hit that crescendo in the chorus. Instead, he kind of subverts it and does a soft falsetto. How do I like? I was like, uh, mm-hmm. it's not what I wanted with a Bond, and it's almost kind of kind of boring. Uh, we get it, Corey. You did all this just so you could sing. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> I would do it every episode. Um, <laughs> you so, know, maybe you should do a little something like this. <laughs> so, I mean, but that's the chorus. That's the big bombastic chorus was that little tiny, I don't know. It just didn't do it for me Sam, uh, song-wise. But that said, I did like the sequence, so I gave it more points. And 64 is what I went with. Oh, one less than Blaine. Okay. Right. Yeah, I, Corey brought up another thing why I detracted was the flashback to the faces of the previous characters, mm-hmm. which is something I've complained about through the general movie. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, okay, all over the map there. Mm-hmm. Andrew, that's... <laughs> well, we're in the same area. Well, so just... <laughs> yeah, that's... Look, we we have our days I when gotta, we're all... I'm, how, what is going to beat that for you? That's, That's gonna the be thing. I can think of the, it, yeah. the, ne- the next movie that we're doing, to me, is hands down a, a like maybe top three songs of Bond of Bond, and so I'm 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 I don't know how, you, how like you have to rate well, things above this one. No, no, no. Here's the way I look at it: we're rating this based on the categories. It's not about what are you going to give more points next. The next movie, I could say, oh yeah, this meets the criteria I've set for myself as well. This could also get a ninety-eight. You know what I mean? I don't yeah. think anything has to beat it point-wise. I think, for me, I'm just judging it on what we have, and, and that's just how I do it. If some points match up, if they don't, they don't, you know? Well, I, I guess know what, what I'm saying, like, if you give that movie a 97, I'm like, really? So this was still one point better than, I don't know. Hey, don't yeah. let me judge your scores. It's, how dare I? We'll see. It's going to be fun because we have so many movies. Yeah. We're, we're probably going to be like, oh, shit. I probably shouldn't have gone so high or so yeah. low with one if something's yeah. way yeah, worse I, or something. I'm fully flipping back and forth and when I, I'm doing my rankings to make sure that I'm not. Yeah. See, for me, I, I don't necessarily worry about what the movie, because I judge them all as one instead of. No, how I mean, I, I am too, yeah. but you got to have reference points. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're all different. We all felt the movie a different way. That's okay. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about the movie. Let's talk about the plot and characters. Uh, Blaine, let's, uh, let's have you kick this one off. 64. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, solid. I mean, it, it's decent. We, my biggest issues with it are plot, interconnectedness, 
Blofeld's backstory. Mm-hmm. If those are, I have such big issues with those. I can't give it super great points on the plot. Um, characters were decent. I liked the girl. I liked Meadows or was Meadows, huh? Not Meadows. <laughs> Madeline Swan. Swan. Um, <laughs> but uh, I thought I was forgetting something. I said, "Oh fuck, who was that?" <laughs> no. Yeah, uh, we're kind of just middle of the road, a little north of middle for me. Sixty-five. Yeah, sixty-four. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Um, I, I love the henchman. Sorry. Oh yeah, well, I, that's the thing. I liked, I liked Hanks. I thought he was great. Really good henchman. I liked Swan. The plot did that Bond thing where they're kind of just building the plot so they can go to a bunch of different locations. I get that. It's that's what Bond movies are. A chance to see a bunch of different locations. That said, the plot sometimes felt like it was like, oh, that's just, of course. Of course, like you're literally going to one location to find the next location. That kind of stuff always dings for me. So, but I did, again, I like the character, so I gave it a 71. 71. All right. Okay. Is it uh, my turn? Yes. Okay. Well, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Let you me are just the last one on this one. Yeah. I noticed that. Uh okay, so let me let me just make a blanket statement here. I didn't dislike any of the characters. I don't have really negative things about anybody except uh Christoph Waltz, which is reflected in my scores next, but right. I I thought everybody did a good job. Everybody that was on screen uh, wasn't I thought necessary, and I thought uh, did a good job at what they were supposed to do. From uh, Maria Bur, what's her name, Corey? Monica Bellucci. That's <laughs> James Monica Bellucci. Bellucci. Mm-hmm. Yep, loved her all the way to you know your Q, your Money Penny. I thought everybody worked well. I thought C played a little shit great. And as far as the plot goes, I mean, when I was breaking it down, it's. James is trying to figure out what this organization is. He finds the person and, you know, he kind of gets into a scuffle about it. So for me, uh, the characters played a lot bigger part for me than the plot did, but that didn't stop me from giving it a 90. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good score. Well, mm-hmm. we've been talking about it. Let's do it. Villain. Andrew, okay. since you were just the last to speak, uh, you may as well lend right into what you thought about Blofeld. What was your score, Corey? Did you? He gave it a 71. 71, that's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. So for Blofeld for me, let me just say this. I have seen Blofeld in other movies. Uh, mm-hmm. And I will say, Donald Christoph, Pleasance. you know, I never saw the Donald Pleasance one. He's but one I have I think seen. Of. His face. It's funny because I think about him in that, but I don't know what movie that's from. <laughs> that's the bad part. Uh, is that <laughs> Doctor No? No, I that's think where he first you... shows up. Oh man, I actually don't know what movie it is. You only lived twice. Ooh, I don't know to be honest, but I do know there were some uh, Blofeld uh, other actors that did not great, and nor did I think Blofeld and the movies I've seen were not great. I thought Christoph Waltz in this new era did a pretty decent job. But like I said, he he wants to add those Christoph Waltzisms a little too much yeah, for me. Sure does. And that, you know, that really takes it down. I think if he would have taken out that, 
it would have probably been a higher score for me, but given what I have, I gave him an 80. Coco. Coco. <laughs> uh, I'll go next. I Listen, I agree with everything you said that there are things to like about him, but in one scene, they figuratively and physically maimed that character and made him so much less intense so much so much just just destroyed all, all the cool kind of antagonism that he built up in one little moment so literally is that one scene that kind of docked him so hard for me i gave him a 59 59 all right okay okay i gave him a 70 okay from the Based primarily on the fact that if what he says is true, he's the big dog. Mm-hmm. And what gave him a lot of points for me was when he was sitting at that table and everyone was basically bowing to him. Yeah, I was like, okay, this guy's got some, he carries some weight. He's got the dick in the room. You know? He does. Um, BDE for so, sure. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I gave him a 70 on that. He's obviously in control and mm-hmm. unlike Drax or Lashif, <laughs> it looks like people um, Respect. are respecting him and are listening to him. True. So 70, but still, I don't know. Batista was better villain than uh, yeah. from Absolutely. what I'm looking for, yeah. but that's not who we're, we're grading. So 70 though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good. Pretty good. Not bad. We're about 10 off on that. <laughs> All so of us, final, actually. <laughs> uh, the final ranking that we need to discuss was the entertainment value. How much do we enjoy this movie? Um, I'll start. And I'll just start All with right. my score. I, I gave it a 76. You know, I liked, I liked the movie. I enjoyed it. But factoring the things that annoyed me, I have to, I have to take off some points. And the fact that they're still sitting with me, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't give it more than a 76. Oh, all right. I'm right there with you, Corey. Like, we're, we're very close on all of our scores here. Mm-hmm. Um, I gave it a 78 because I did enjoy this movie. Um, but those, those couple little bugaboos just bothered me. Um, basically the same exact reasoning that Corey had, uh, which is why the scores are almost identical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, if those wouldn't have been there for me, would have been a little bit better, and if we would have had a little bit more action, it would have been it would have set it right off. But mm. as is, seventy-eight. Okay, right. seventy-eight for Blaine. All right, Andrew. Well, this shouldn't surprise anyone. Um, for me, one hundred. This movie scratched an itch that uh, I've been waiting for for Daniel Craig. I. I might be saying this a little too soon since we have three more Craigs to go, but this is probably my favorite Craig movie, to be honest. And I, you know, the little problems I had, because all James Bond movies to an extent have plot hole issues, to say the least, but I don't know. It didn't take me out of it. It didn't bother me. I watched all two hours and 30 minutes of this movie without moving. Uh, So for me, my entertainment value was a 95. Wow. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And as far wow. as Craig goes, it was very entertaining for me. 
Good Honestly, this is yeah. this is shocking. From someone who I thought would detest every Daniel Craig movie, I am shocked. I'm shook. I'm very okay. shocked. Just <laughs> because I know how much you like the Roger Moore movies. Yes. So, and I just don't know what's going to push above because there has to be something. I, I There's no way that this one's going to be your most entertaining, but I'm interested no. to see what one actually is and how different they're going to be from it's going to be like an interesting study into the psyche of andrew oh it will be trust me because what did it might surprise you what was your entertainment value from moonraker oh moonraker it was i gave moonraker 70 okay (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. i mean yeah that's still i think that score holds up it was fun it was pretty fun and again uh this was in the moment just thinking about how I felt about the movie. That's how you got to do it. Yeah. And I can tell you, there's probably going to be other ones that might actually have a higher average than this one. But yeah, again, I, all I got to say is I thought this was a fantastic bond movie for me. That's just me. That's what we're doing here. Yeah. So what are the scores? Yeah. Okay. Tabulate, so tabulate those numbers. Andrew. <clears throat> all right. So this shouldn't be a surprise, but my average was 89.29. Wow. Wow. Yep. Big. Almost an A. Uh, Blaine's, yours is 68.71. And Corey, you're right there uh, with the lowest average at 66.57. Now, this gives us a grand average for Spectre at 74.86. Now, let's go to that magic ranking we have. All right. Well, it looks like Spectre has overtaken Casino Royale for the top spot. So our top three are Spectre at number one with 74.86. We have Casino Royale at 59.14. And in last place right now at 52.33 is Moonraker. It's okay. Big, so uh, it's a big disparity. Big, big gap. Yeah, very big gap. Uh, a solid C for Spectre is what we ended up giving it. Okay. Yeah. I, I think it's unfair to attach the letter grades to it. That's true. Uh, That's just how my brain works effectively. With yeah. It. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but because it makes you think like, oh, this is a C movie. Yeah. It's I wouldn't say C that. Movie, no. You know? uh, but in our rankings, that's that's a good score. 74.86 is a good score. a good score for what we're doing. Interested to see and what's going to come in above that. Oh, yeah. And a lot higher than the last two we gave. So Yeah. So it's. It Definitely the best movie we've seen so far. Mm-hmm. And in theory, I'm hoping none of these movies dip in the 40s as their overall rank. I, I just don't. I'm hoping they don't. But there may be. There may be one. I can think one, of one, two. One comes, <laughs> one comes to mind that might. There's some shit. There's some shit ones out there. Yeah. So let's see. But Moonraker. <laughs> I don't Moonraker know. Moonraker is pretty silly. I mean, it's just. It's... Moonraker is silly, but. There are some that are just wackadoo and not entertaining. Yeah. Whereas Moonraker at least was kind of fun true. to watch. It's not a good movie, but it was fun to watch. Well, only time will tell. I tell you. All right. Well, uh, next week we're going to have a classic. It's going to be 1964's Goldfinger. Goldfinger. Uh-huh. We are excited for this one. This one's going to be fun. We're- we're going a different direction. Two different worlds, the two movies we're about uh, to see. <laughs> 50 years apart. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, absolutely. All, All right. right. All right. Excellent. Well, everybody, this was Judgment. 
happy to uh, see the two of you again as always and can't wait till next week. So, as we say every week, mm-hmm. Judgment! Judgment. <laughs>